We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date. Detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order, additional term supply. It's the Tropical Chevrolet Zach and the Nose Fantasy Football Show on AM560 Sports WQAM, FM99.9 HD2, and streaming on the Odyssey app. Sponsored by Tropical Chevrolet, where convenience for our customers is our top priority. Find new roads at Tropical Chevrolet. Here's Zach and the Nose. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Zach and Nose Fantasy Football Show brought to you by Tropical Chevrolet. We are in week eight of the NFL season, week eight of the fantasy football season, that means. And uh, we're almost halfway through. So we have a lot to talk about here on this extended show tonight. Extended show tonight. We'll be on for the next two hours and 45 minutes here on WQAM. So listen. It's Zach in the nose. I have a partner in crime. I got to introduce him and bring him into the show. He's on Twitter, by the way, at Spencer Nose, N-O-S-E. Knows who we made it to about the halfway point in the season because of the playoffs and when they start, not like your normal NFL playoffs. Fantasy playoffs start a little bit earlier, but welcome back, my friend. You blink an eye and half the season's over. Unbelievable. Like, literally, I don't understand where it went, but yes, uh, since the change of the schedule right now for most leagues, week 15 is the first week. Week 16 is your semis, and week 17 now is the championship week. We don't do week 18. If you do week 18, we don't like you on the show. That is where <laughs> a lot of players get benched. But, yeah, we've made it so far, and whether you're 7-0, let's call it 4-3, and 3-4, and four, even 2-5, and 1-6, and six, we do appreciate you listening, and uh, we are here to get you into the playoffs if you are one of those teams right in the middle. And we are also here to help you when, if you're 7-0, do not just sit on your team. We can make your team better. Always look to improve. Uh, That is what makes fantasy so much fun. So I can't wait to break down this week with you. We are... An extended. We are two hours. Of, that means they like us. That they have to, that, or they just have nothing else. No, they like us. Okay, I'm going to believe that. There, don't you say that. Right, right. At this point, listen, we're going to go through all of our normal nonsense here on the show. We have uh, yes or no's. We have the sniff test. We're going to have obviously the tight end and the nose pick of the week at the end of the show as well. The sniff test. We also have a new segment that last week I called the nose quiz, but we have axed that out. It's basically pick the nose at this point. That's what we're going to do. We're going to pick the nose, and what we're going to do there is basically go through the entire schedule of games uh, over the weekend and. Up until Monday Night Football. And the Nose is going to give you kind of one player from each team that he really, really likes in those games. Almost like the sniff test, except we're going through 
all of it. We're going through all the games, not just the players he doesn't like, but just the guy from each team that he loves to have, maybe that breakout game. Or it could be the game where he looks at Buffalo and says, dude, it's Josh Allen. It's all about Josh Allen. It's going to be either the obvious ones or not, but we're going to go through every single game. And I love that segment now. We started doing it last week when we lost Nose. We had to take the call from his boss at that certain time during that. That was the worst. I felt bad for Nose at that point. We just had to go on without him. And he's giving me notes while he's on the phone with his boss, which was even better. Not just on the phone. We're talking about a... Like a, a Zoom call, a, right? A, yeah. Yeah, Teams call Ooh. with the boss from the UK. Not a... Not a person that you want to mess with, so right. I appreciate everyone's patience. Remember, this is probably, I don't make a full living on the fantasy. we got to pay the bills in other ways. So uh, <laughs> that being said, look, yeah, we're going to pick the nose. We're gonna, we got some chunky picks, if you would. We right. got some, it's trade season, too. So what I want to work with you on are certain players that you want to go ahead and maybe look at trading right now. Their value is at their highest or even more importantly, who do you go after if you're a top team, you have some depth, you're, you got players that are on your bench. Now, look, I, I know there's bye weeks coming up, but you could always improve your roster. So there's some great buy low candidates, and we're going to get into all that when we do a team-by-team team, uh, breakdown later on in the show. Look very much forward to that. Zach. Yeah, that's yeah. going to be a lot of fun. I love doing that kind of stuff because we get to go through everything that's going on. And we also, in the middle of the show today, it's perfect for in the middle of kind of the season, in the middle of our show today, we're going to have kind of the like the mid-season review from the nose of what's going on, and he's going to go through basically maybe the top 20 guys that we had in the beginning for the draft and which guys were going to be the top guys and how they're doing right now. I have a feeling, and especially if you're a fantasy football player out there, that you know most of those, I'm not going to say most of those guys, but a chunk full of those guys not performing the way they should as a top 20 performer. Just to tease you, if you had the number one pick overall, you get so excited before a season. Well, it was unanimous. This was Jonathan Taylor. Right, Johnny Taylor. Okay. Wow. Now, if you had the first pick overall and you are somehow in the top three in your league, that means you crushed, and I mean crushed, the balance of your draft. So super props to you. Uh, but again, it's just going over what is the average draft position for the top 20 players and just really love to break down the, you know, in hindsight when you get a pick and you get so excited about having the one pick or the three pick and then seeing, again, eight weeks later how that could have completely right. screwed you. We're going to go over that and maybe make some people feel better about themselves if they were the ones who got, say, the number one pick and they thought they were just starting off with the no-brainer guy who's going to have 1,500-plus yards, he's going to get 10 to 12-plus touchdowns, and it makes it the easiest pick overall. Nope. That didn't happen. No, it did not. So we'll get into all that. But we like what we like to do in the beginning of these shows is kind of look at the week that was and and get an update on the nose pick of the year, uh, Knight Cortland Sutton at this point too. So we'll start with that. You want to start with just what happened last week, or you want to start off with the nose pick of the year? We always start off with the nose pick of the year, and it's going in a direction that I do not like. We started off the first four weeks in full PPR leagues, Cortland Sutton carried himself quite well, didn't find the end zone besides only one time, but multiple uh, games where, with again, PPR, he had double digits or higher. The last few weeks, Zach, not so good. You know, just when I thought it couldn't get any worse if with Russell Wilson, well, then he goes down, giving me a ray of hope, maybe, just maybe. Maybe. Brett Rippon could do better. Wrong. Cortland Sutton, nine targets last week. That's good. Nope. Three grabs, 
for 23 yards. Yuck. Yuck. So right now, uh, all I can do is move forward this week. I mean, I'm just hoping that his name, Cortland, which sort of sounds British to me, being in England, you know, I'm literally, this is how desperate I am. I'm, I'm trying to think, make things happen in my own head that are not right, even real. Right, right. right. It's that it's bad. It's not real. It's and, that bad. Right. Right. So Russell Wilson, again, we are Thursday. A lot of things happen between uh, now and and Sunday morning at 930. But it looks like Russell Wilson, who is doing uh, leg stands in airplanes while his team is sleeping, getting weirder and weirder uh, by the week, looks like he's going to play. That is a good thing for Cortland Sutton. So uh, we're going to try to stay positive. But so far, the last two weeks have been absolutely dreadful. Yeah, first hour of that flight, he said he watched film. The next four hours, he said he basically was doing kind of leg whips or whatever it was. During, High legs. Whatever he was doing. Then he fell asleep for a little while, and then he watched tape again at the end. So, yeah, you're hoping at this point, if you're a Cortland Sutton owner or a Jerry Judy or anyone on that Denver offense, that Russell Wilson comes back and is a lot better than he was uh, in the, the first part of the season uh, so far. All right, so let's go through the rest of the week that was. We'll start with that quarterback position. There were some you know, top-flight kind of games over the weekend, but let's start there and let's uh, let's see what the week that was. It really was just uh, Jersey Joe Burrow and everybody else. Right. I mean, look, Patty Mahomes had a special day, too, but Joe Burrow deserves the respect of 481 yards, three touchdowns, and why not a little quarterback sneak to get that one touchdown? Four total touchdowns. He put himself up a little bit of what we call a 50-burger in most leagues and uh, basically was 20 to 25 points ahead of wow. uh, the next person, who was Patty Mahomes, with 423 yards and three touchdowns. So those two star quarterbacks came to play. But then again, this is one of those weird weeks. After those two guys, the next three or four players, Andy Dalton, Daniel Jones, Justin Fields, then Davis Mills. Wow. So... Uh, the two stars came to play, but then after that, it was just mediocre uh, city for the quarterbacks. Again, Dalton, Jones, Fields, and Mills, they had average games, okay? We're talking about right now in a situation where Justin Herbert, he hasn't taken that big step forward. Aaron Rodgers does not look good, and those offensive weapons don't look good, and, and similar with Kyler Murray. So let's see what this week brings, but overall, uh, the quarterback position now, we do know Josh Allen was on by last week. Right, we, right. we would have mentioned him. Uh, it's looking a little bit where the players that were drafted in the 15 to 20 range are now creeping up like a Geno Smith in those top five and ten spots. Very odd year. Again, we've discussed all year. Uh, the quarterback position remains a bit weird. Yeah, it certainly does at this point, especially when not everyone is playing with these bye weeks. Uh, as well, let's go to that running back position. Give me some uh, outstanding performances from last week. Here's a little bit more consistency, okay, uh, at the running back position. The, the biggest surprise of the year, flat out, in fantasy right now, in my opinion, is Josh Jacobs. Yeah, it Going has to be. into the season, Josh Jacobs was a player that uh, he needed to show the NFL. He didn't get a contract. He didn't get the extension that he wanted. And he needed, you know, I didn't know if he was going to be starter by this week. Okay, well... <laughs> He has proven himself. Another huge game. A top three uh, running back so far in the season. 143 yards and three touchdowns last week. Putting up a performance around 36 to 38 fantasy. Just phenomenal. And then uh, Kenneth Walker, the, the Trey. Um, you know, this is one of those situations where uh, a player gets hurt like Penny. 
and then all of a sudden the backup is just poised to be a star. If you were able to hold on to Kenneth Walker or pick him up, it's just a mega boost to your team. 167 yards and two touchdowns last week. And then the consistency of A.A. Ron Ekelar just remains uh, marvelous. He had a 12-catch game for 96 yards and a touchdown. It doesn't even matter that he runs for nine, uh, you know, rushes and 31 yards, and he did have a touchdown on the ground as well. It's really these receptions in a full PPR league. This is why Ekelar goes top three. He just catches more balls than any other running back, and it's not even close. And the good thing about him these last couple weeks is he had such a bad start to the season. This was a guy that I think four or five weeks ago we were talking about, what do you do if you're an owner of Austin Eckler, A.A. Ron Eckler? What do you do here? I mean, you're obviously not going to try to get rid of the guy. Hopefully he's going to bounce back. He's had one hell of a bounce back. The, the bounce back is not even uh, for debate. He is the number one running back in fantasy, okay? He's got 380 yards on the ground and five touchdowns. But what's insane is the 53 catches wow. for 357 yards and another three touchdowns. To give everybody an idea, uh, the next highest reception uh, from running backs is Christian McCaffrey with 35. And then after McCaffrey, it's actually Saquon Barkley and uh, Ramon J. Stevenson at 25. So he, Ekelar has doubled up yeah. every other running back uh, outside of Christian McCaffrey. And in a full PPR league, that's 25 extra points right. that Ekelar gets right off the bat. But the running back position's been steady with Ekelar, Chubb, Barkley, Jacobs really rounding out the top four overall. Yeah, that's that's very interesting there from that running back position. Let's go to the wide receivers. Give me a couple wideouts from last week. Absolutely. The wide receiver position has been one that, again, Every other position has been inconsistent, whereas heavy. this is the position where, right. guess who number one was? Yet again, Jamar Chase, right? Eight catches, 130 yards, and two touchdowns. Phenomenal. But this was just a day of the Bengals. Tyler Boyd had himself a monster game, 155 yards and a touchdown. Juju Smith-Schuster, huge game. Welcome Spot, to the NFL. Fa- right? right? You, owners needed this. Yes. Seven catches, 124 yards, and a touchdown. And then the big surprise of this week, uh, when DK Metcalf goes down, where, again, I'm questioning how injured he is in general, and we'll see as the week goes on. But Marquise Goodwin, out of all players, huge game, four uh, receptions, 67 yards and two touchdowns. So, uh, again, Jamar Chase being on the top uh, was the consistency of the wide receivers. But thereafter him uh, were a bunch of the middle-tier players that have taken a step forward. Uh, Scary Terry, for example, finally had a good week, five catches, 73 yards and a touchdown. Looking for more out of him with Tyler Heineke or the Heineken. The man, Heineken man, right. Jeez, at that point. Any tight ends uh, kind of worth mentioning from uh, last week's performances? I, it's just unbelievable every week. I kind of look around the league, and it's just some random dude. If Kelsey's playing, it's Kelsey. We get that. But otherwise, it's just some random. One week, it's Hawkinson. One week, it's this guy. One week, it's that guy. It's unbelievable. This last week, the guy that you're referring to that you do not know is Juwan Johnson. Right. Who? You don't even know what team he plays for. Five catches, 32 yards, and two touchdowns from the tight end from New Orleans. No, it wasn't Taysom Hill. It was Juwan Johnson. Uh, no, there really aren't so many... Uh, tight ends to mention you could we, we could bring in okay George Kittle who was uh, unanimously the number four probably tight end taken in every draft six receptions 98 yards and he got a touchdown and that was the number one performance very average uh, Kelsey did his exact same six for 98 but no touchdown 
After that, you're looking at Pat Freermuth and Tommy Treble and... Uh, it, it, it's Sounds ugly. like you're talking about an 80s rock band when you do that. Yeah, it does sound that That was really good yeah, right It's like there. the Pesh mode. <laughs> that point. All right, that's going to do it for segment number one here on Zach and the News Fantasy Football Show. We'll come back. We'll talk a little bit about Thursday night football. We'll talk about another early game on Sunday morning. That's right. We have another London game this weekend, and we'll just kind of go over all the stuff, uh, any more stuff from last week that we didn't cover in uh, week one. A couple injuries that we need to get into uh, with the nose and, and what to do there. So we'll get into all that coming up in segment number two. This is Zach and the Nose. Follow the Nose on Twitter, at Spencer Nose, N-O-S-E. We're brought to you by Tropical Chevrolet. Find new roads at beautiful Tropical Chevrolet here in Miami Shores. We'll take a break. We'll come back right after this. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Welcome back to the Tropical Chevrolet Fantasy Football Show with Zach and the Nose on AM560 and FM96.5 HD2, The Joe, WQAM. All right, back here on Zach and the Nose Fantasy Football Show, brought to you by Tropical Chevrolet. We're going to get into a whole bunch of nonsense here on the show today, extended show today. Now, also remember, uh, we are sounding like we're live right now, but we did tape the show a little bit earlier today to make sure that we can uh, get on the air tonight because we have an extended show tonight here uh, before the heat take off. The, the heat season is just all over the place, and they got West Coast games, East Coast games, and this Coast game, and that Coast game, and it affects Zach and the Nose more than anyone else here, but that's what radio does. You are a genius. There's two coasts, huh? Yes. There's a West Coast and an East Coast. And a North Coast and a South Coast, right? No, probably not. But I like to throw that in there anyway because it takes up more I like time. To go to here. the North Coast, eh? Right, right. It may, maybe in certain places there is. Ah, who knows? I'm not that smart. All right. Um, no, you're not. Last segment, we went through all the stuff that uh, happened last week, but there was a lot of other things that happened injury and trade wise that I think we should jump into. I know that we teased that we're going to talk a little bit about Thursday night football and the Sunday early game, but I really want to get into the trade here because. There's not many times during these NFL seasons where you're going to see big-name guys traded. You might see a guy here and there. It might be a backup, or this guy's disgruntled with, you know, the Robert Quinn trade. I know that that happened with Philadelphia, and he got he had 18 and a half sacks last year. He's slow this year. Philly picked him up as kind of the backup guy or to come in there in the rotation. 
you don't necessarily see superstars being traded uh, in any given year. And we did see one in Christian McCaffrey, and that's got fantasy implications all over it. Knows what did you first think uh, when you see Christian McCaffrey traded? Not only traded, but traded to a team that is well known for having guys have really big seasons running the ball in that kind of San Francisco run offense. And catch balls, too. That's a perfect kind of fit for McCaffrey, no? Oh, my God, yes, man. So we did our show last week, and very rare are you, you know, you're right on a Friday. This drops. Huge. And it drops, and all of a sudden my brain's like a, I don't know, it's a combination of like a beautiful mind and like, I don't know. My brain was literally just spinning as to fantasy implications only and who is the winner and the loser of this trade. And we didn't get to talk about it last week, but – uh, if you're a Christian McCaffrey owner, you're thrilled. You okay? have to be, right? You're yeah. thrilled. You're in a much more stable situation. You have a quarterback that is not that dynamic who's going to have to check down to uh, a player like Christian McCaffrey. His receptions are going to stay either stable or go up, and he's in an offense with a, a – I'll just say it, an offensive genius. Now, they didn't have that type of mind power. There was no Shanahan in Carolina. No, and not so, that rule. Yeah, that wasn't going to happen, right. Immediately, this is a exciting trade for a Christian McCaffrey owner, and normally I would say it would make me nervous to have a top three player, you know, was drafted one multiple times in the last three right. years in fantasy leagues to change a uh, team midseason normally isn't exciting, normally would make me nervous. No, he has only now upward to go. So if you're a Christian McCaffrey owner, uh, I you know you probably started him last week. I would have. Uh, I recommended you keep him in your lineup. And now moving forward, he's just the RB1 that you drafted. Okay, So if you took him in the top three, your status, I, again, I think you got a better player all of a sudden. So uh, congratulations to you. Now let's see the other fallouts to this trade from fantasy perspective. If you have Jeff Wilson, you could drop him. Right. If you have Elijah Mitchell, you could drop him. Okay, those guys are now fully droppable unless you have a long roster and someone drops him and you want to pick one of those guys up as a backup to McCaffrey because he could get banged up. Absolutely a smart strategy, but if you are a owner of one of those players and you do not have Christian McCaffrey, you are simply holding on to a backup running back, right. and their their volume is only going to go down and down as Christian McCaffrey learns the playbook. So, right, so let me jump in here real yeah. quick now that you said that. Uh, hypothetically, I do own McCaffrey, and I own uh, Jeff Wilson. I own both guys on my team before that. I'm keeping Wilson, right? As the handcuff? For now, yeah, Wilson uh, is the backup. Maybe the next week or two. I'm not even saying to start. I'm more worried about the fact that you know McCaffrey, as good as he is in fantasy, he's Mr. Glass sometimes and will miss four, five, six games, ten games in a season. So is it worth at that point? Hypothetically, Zach is the owner of Christian McCaffrey with the number two pick overall in the draft. And I picked up Jeff Wilson or Elijah Mitchell later on. Do you keep those guys for a week or two just to see? I'd keep Wilson maybe for a week. If you have Mitchell uh, in Many leagues have, you know, you could shelve him on an IR. Right. Okay, right. so you would keep him there. But Mitchell will be the uh, the backup in about one to two weeks. So I'm not exactly sure when he is coming back, if he's going to come back after the designation of the IR, which would be in a week or two. Uh, 
bottom line is these guys are, yes, they're simply handcuffed. So for you, if you have the space, hold on to a Jeff Wilson Jr. just in case. If you have Mitchell, you hold on to him. But overall, these are simply put at this point backups. This is an Alexander Madison backup to a Dalvin Cook situation. Uh, so, yeah, you do want the backup on the team if you have them. I'm just simply stating if you are a person that was starting a Jeff Wilson Jr. like I have in a few different leagues where you're thin at running back but you don't have McCaffrey, absolutely meaningless to own him right now, right. period. Yeah. Again, unless you have a very deep roster and you're just hoping that McCaffrey, uh, or not hoping, but yes, you you know what I mean. If Worried he gets about hurt, it. Right. There you right. go. I think we, it's don't, a we don't hope thing. for anything. No, there. I just think it's more of a worry thing with Christian McCaffrey. Fair enough. Uh, it's the same thing, you know, if, if I was owning, if Saquon Barkley got traded in the middle of the season, which, you know, after the first week of the season, I thought maybe Saquon would demand a trade. I didn't know the Giants would be this good, but at that point, if he got traded to a team where you had that starter and knew he wasn't going to be anymore, I'd be afraid. Saquon Barkley and McCaffrey do scare me when it comes to the injury stuff. Every running back at this right. point scares me about the injury stuff, unless you're like a Nick Chubb. And the jinx is in. Right. Uh, so, yeah, look, sure. so right. again, drop drop the backups if you know, uh, or just have the expectations that uh, they are no longer startable. Right. All right, so there's some big injuries, too, uh, to a couple top-flight guys. Uh, and a couple more, another you know trade here and there, maybe a smaller trade with the running back. Uh, to back to that team as well. Um, start with Brees Hall. This guy was the stud of studs when it came to preseason, getting ready to draft one of these young rookies. Uh, Brees Hall is one of those names you got to get. You got to roster and see what happens. We saw Michael Carter in the beginning um, kind of get the carries, and then Brees Hall just took over at that point. Devastating injury to Jet fans and to fantasy fans out there with Brees Hall going down. Give me the fantasy implications of that. This is a nightmare. Um, look, I know the market we're in, but no matter what, this was one of the best upcoming running backs the league has seen in a few years. Okay, that's how. Uh, what kind of praise? I mean, this guy's breaking runs for 70-plus yards and touchdowns so far in the season, to give everybody an idea. Only 80 rushes, but 463 yards and four touchdowns on the ground. But on top of it, the guy had 19 receptions for 218 yards and a touchdown. He currently, okay, after missing three-quarters of that game, is still a top-five running back in all of fantasy as a wow. rookie. This is devastating. This is bad for football. Uh, I'm, this one hurt me because I, it was one of those moments where I had him in a few leagues, and I know those who have him in leagues, it's like you hit the grand slam home run. You took the chance, right? The guy with the upside, the guy that you've never seen in an NFL uh, uniform, and there's always that major risk, and it did happen week one. Michael Carter got all the touchdowns, and you didn't know where it was going. But in the last three weeks, Brees Hall showed the NFL – that he was going to be a star. And, uh, again, if you grabbed him in the fifth or sixth round of your league, I can't. I, I promise you, the people who are listening, their teams are on top of the standings. It's that one special pick, right. and he was it, and he is now out for this season. Jeez. So it's, it's devastating uh, for those who, uh, again, had the, I don't know, the cojones to draft him early enough or in the right spot. I, I it's sad. This is fantasy football. It stinks, man. And you just have to sometimes take it with a, a you know a grain of salt because there's nothing you could do about it uh, besides just come back the next week and keep trying. So, you know, let's talk about the fantasy implications. Brees Hall is out for the year. If you're in a league that just ends at the end of the year, you could drop him. It's that sad. If you're in a keeper league, you definitely do not drop him. If you're in a dynasty league, obviously you do not drop him. Uh, so, what did the Jets do very quickly? Uh, they made a trade for uh, 
a fan favorite. That's our boy. Jimmy Robinson. Jimmy Robinson. Immediately comes wow. to New York. A little surprising, right? It is a bit surprising, but the role Jimmy Robinson was uh, having in Jacksonville uh, deteriorated, and we'll get into that in a second. Uh, so this is a good uh, fit for the Jets. He's a runner who could go outside. He could go right through the tackles. And uh, with Michael Carter, it is now a situation where it's a split job. Um, if I was going to start a running back between Jimmy Robinson and Michael Carter this week, it's no doubt Michael Carter for myself. Uh, so uh, for a minute there, if you had both those running backs, and you, oh man, I got Michael Carter. Okay, we're okay. He's not Brees Hall, but he's going to get the you know the load of the work right. there. Nope, it just became a straight up. Uh, 50-50, in my opinion, we're going to see because no one's seen it yet. We don't know what the coach is going to do over there. But uh, if you have Michael Carter and you need to start him, I say go ahead. I'd hold on Jimmy Robinson. We do not know how fast he can learn that offense and how much uh, volume he's going to get this week. No, no, I I totally get that. Now, Jimmy Robinson traded means Travis Etienne. Uh, This was a guy that pre-draft, People, a lot of people were very, very high on him. Uh, coming back off the injury, going to be a huge part of that Jacksonville offense. And then we saw a weird thing happen in like week two. Jimmy Robinson just took over. He was the guy there. And Travis Etienne was getting playing time, and that's fine. But it just looked like it was more of a split. And then it looked like it was more of a Jimmy Robinson show out in Jacksonville. And then, like a fart in the wind, Jimmy Robinson traded to the Jets. It's all Travis Etienne now. So if you own, if you drafted him early, which I'm sure a lot of people did, congratulations because it looks like you got now the number one guy in Jacksonville with a bullet. Anytime you could throw in a fart in the wind, got to use it. I am so proud of you right now. Uh, Look, yeah, I'm not going to exaggerate. It might sound like an exaggeration. If you have Travis Etienne, you, my friends, just hit the biggest home run in the history of fantasy. That's how big wow. I believe this to be. Wow. Like, okay, it's probably an exaggeration, but sure. for a person, good, he was, it was. Right. I want you excited about it. Yeah. Listeners, if you have Travis Etienne, it started out a little rough, okay? You're right. It wasn't all of a sudden coming out of the gates. Jimmy Robinson comes out and starts breaking, you know, 50, 60-yard rushes. Etienne in week one had four rush attempts of 47 yards. You drafted him in the third or fourth round. You're like, what's going on? Then week two, it doesn't get any better. You get nine rushes for 20 yards. It got worse. But as time happened, the last few weeks, all of a sudden, you could see the star power come out. Last week, he had 14 attempts for 114 yards and a touchdown. On top of it, he could catch the ball out of the backfield. This trading of Jimmy Robinson was the birth or the rebirth of Travis Etienne. Uh, right now, there's really no other horse running back there. They have a few players like Agnew that get a few run, but no, this has now become the Travis Etienne show. They have an amazing uh, head coach there, offensive coach to get him the ball, and they have a Trevor Lawrence who's still learning on the fly but could get him the ball as well. Travis Etienne is the, I, I hate to say it this way, but understand how I'm saying, is the big winner of the Brees, oh, Hall, uh, of right. the Brees Hall injury. That's how weird things got very quick so uh, if you have Travis Etienne I'm telling you right now my bold prediction of the show is 
moving forward, he will be a top five running back here on out for the rest of the season. That's how talented he is, and that's how much volume I expect him to get after this trade. Uh, very interesting stuff there. There are a couple other kind of banged-up players I want to get into here, uh, including uh, which, well, while you were gone on the boss's Zoom call last week, your nose pick of the week, Mike Williams, who I honestly loved that pick uh, going forward because I thought this would be the week that Justin Herbert breaks out. Keenan Allen was up in the air. Was he going to play? Probably not. Maybe he will. The whole deal. But Mike Williams is going to be the guy. And Mike Williams gets that dread. What was the injury that he was it the high ankle sprain? I think the dreaded high ankle sprain, which could be out a week, could be out four weeks, could be out six weeks. You never can tell. That just stinks. It stinks if you're a Mike Williams owner, and I think it stinks even more if you're a Justin Herbert owner at this point by losing your number one or number two target out there. Even I don't care if Keenan Allen comes back and is great the rest of the season. Still stinks to lose that. We jinxed him. We but, did a little, yeah, but. I mean, he finished seventh amongst all no, wide did. receivers right. last right. week, okay? Seven catches, 86 yards, and a touchdown. That We don't call that a nosebleed. That was, uh, no, that, was, good. That was right. nose candy right it there. It worked. Unfortunately, towards the end of the game, he got the dreaded injury, and he's now looking out to be out for four weeks. Oof, but, uh, look, the good news is if you are a Keenan Allen fantasy owner, he's been nothing but hurt after a really good performance week one. He is definitely coming back this week. Well, I shouldn't say definitely. He is on track to come back right, this week. Right, that's a good good verbiage there. You see what yeah. I did there? Yeah, very wow, good. like yeah. a professional. Mm. And then, uh, you know, so what does this mean? If you've waited this long for Keenan Allen, you should get the explosion. Uh, other than that, if you are desperate, you're hurt, if you have players on the bye week, like the receivers from, let's say, the Chiefs, Josh Palmer and DeAndre Carter are going to be the – Mike Williams for the next four weeks. Now, we just don't know between those two who ha ends up having a, a better game. Flip a coin and pick one of those it, guys. It really right? is, man. Yeah. It's, a, it's really a flip of a coin. But that's what it is. This is really more the Mike Williams injury stinks for the Mike Williams owner, but it's really a big opportunity for the Keenan Allen fantasy owners to come back and not just come back, but come back big. All right, last one. Uh, guys, I got nicked up. Your favorite, the running back from Dallas, Zeke Elliott. Uh, I know he's going to be out this week, uh, and Tony Pollard's going to get a I'm sure a ton of reps there and be the number one guy, but Zeke Elliott owners at this point going forward. Right. So Zeke Elliott uh, has been diagnosed with a sprained MCL and he is expected to miss uh, week eight, although he is a player that is trying to fight that because he doesn't miss a whole lot of games. But he took a hit to the lower leg in week seven against the Lions and uh, it looks like he's going to be out. So what does that mean? Uh, just like my our boy Miami Mondo said, Tony Pollard, step on in, right, running right. back one. Yes. yes. This is a big opportunity for him. Uh, the talent has always been there. But, you know, Zeke's having a Zeke-like year. He doesn't break away, but he could score those one-yard touchdowns. They're not there for him this week. So if Dallas gets in the red zone, it will be Tony Pollard who right. will get those touches. I'm expecting a very very big week for me. Yeah, that should be interesting there. So yeah, that was kind of the week that was in a bad way with trades and injuries and all kinds of stuff there, uh, all starting off with Christian McCaffrey. Let's take another break here. We're going to come back and we are going to talk about a little bit of Thursday night football and Sunday morning early football uh, before we get into the normal slate of games. Let's take a break. This is Zach and the Nose Fantasy Football Show brought to you by Tropical Chevrolet. Find new roads at beautiful Tropical Chevrolet here in Miami Shores. Erica and Ari, the king and queen of Tropical Chevrolet, you know we love them. They're getting us on the air every year here with this fantasy football show let's take a break we'll come back zach of the nose right after this 
Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Welcome back to the Tropical Chevrolet Fantasy Football Show with Zach and the Nose on AM560 and FM96.5 HD2, The Joe, WQAM. All right, back here on Zach and the Nose Fantasy Football Show brought to you by Tropical Chevrolet. I know I told you we're going to get into Thursday night football and the Sunday morning early football game here, but I wanted to go over a couple more things uh, about what we talked about in the last segment. We did talk about injuries and trades in the last segment and a couple things we did not mention out there. If you owned or picked up after the McCaffrey trade knows Chubba Hubbard, Foreman, one of those guys, what's the fantasy implication there considering Carolina a pretty stinky team, yet someone is going to be a looter in the riot somewhere on that team when it comes to stats, and maybe it's Hubbard. A looter in a riot? How about that? Is that Cypress Hill? It is, right. Didn't you just see them recently? I did. It was great. They're on your mind. Yeah, yeah. I have a couple Cypress Hill references I'm sure I'll throw in at you some do. point. Right now. Well, Really interesting, and I'm happy you brought this up because the Carolina uh, running backs, yes, we're in a point where we look for starting running backs. Right. There is an imp- fantasy implications. And, you know, you think Dante, Fo- Deonta Foreman and Chubba Hubbard, eh, you know, they could be okay. Well, last week alone, Chubba Hubba Bubba had nine rushes, 63 yards, and a touchdown. Deonta Foreman had 15 rushes, 118 yards, no touchdown. They both had, give or take, fan, 15 fantasy points Which last is fantastic week, for a pickup. Which is right. fantastic for a pickup. So the question now you ask is, okay, who are we going with this week? I will preface, again, due to scheduling, we are doing a tape. Uh, we're doing it taped earlier today on a Thursday. Correct, right. So I do not know whether Chubba Hubbard has practiced or not today. There is a good chance that he does not. And if he does not play this weekend— 
then Deonta Foreman would be a very solid, volume-driven RB2 in Carolina. Um, they're a below-average offense, but they're going to give him the ball. And look what he did last week. He broke a long run. He looked pretty good. So uh, if Chubba Hubbard and Deonta Foreman are both playing, I don't recommend either of them because I do think they're going to split the stats. And honestly, they, somebody has to find the end zone for them to have any fantasy value. But if Chubba right. is out, Deonta Foreman is a totally acceptable RB2 in the fantasy landscape of running backs. No doubt I would give him a shot. Yeah, with the Carson McCaffrey trade comes implications all over for both teams and for a bunch of different starters there. Also, we had a changing of the guard in Indianapolis again. It seems like every single year the Indianapolis Colts pick up one of these veteran guys, bring him in, and after about 10 weeks they're just sick of him and they want to just move on from from Carson Wentz to this guy to that guy, whoever it is. And now Matty Ryan, Matty Ice, my man, is now benched for the season. It's done. He's over. And outside of, what's his name, Sam Ellinger? Is that his name? Outside of Sam Ellinger getting hurt, Matt Ryan will not play another down this season for the Indianapolis Colts, and I still can't believe that. Giving your son a bad name, Matty Ice. Like, unbelievable. You, i got to change his nickname now. Yeah, you do. I know. It's sad. It's yeah, terrible. this is, I mean. I don't even want to talk about fantasy. I just want to talk about shame on Indianapolis. As you mentioned, you go from Carson Wentz to Matt Ryan. What are you doing here? Okay. What are you doing? Mm. I mean, we all saw the the writing was on the wall. Matty Ice doesn't have arm strength anymore. But you're going to go ahead, pick him up when you have... Going into season, the best running back in the game. You have a really good offensive line. You have one of the upcoming stars in wide receiver in Michael Pittman Jr. And you go with Matty Ice. Shame on you. Uh, What does the benching from a fantasy perspective uh, mean? The really truth is, I don't care what any expert tells you, we do not know yet, okay? Sam Ellinger has a better ability to scramble than Matty Ice. I think they like that. I think they like the ability to have him roll out. But uh, do we know whether Michael Pittman Jr. is going to be worse or better with Ellinger? No, we do not know yet. We're going to find out, though, very soon. Do you start Michael Pittman Jr.? Absolutely. He's a star. you got to probably put him in your lineup. Just scale your expectations and hope that Indianapolis is putting a player that could get their stars the ball more consistently. Matty Ice was just throwing the ball a second too late. And in the NFL, when you throw the ball a second too late, what happens? The ball gets intercepted. Intercepted or knocked down, right. Exactly. So uh, I, I, like anybody else, I'm really eager to see if this Texas quarterback, Ellinger, could do anything. I'm eager to see if Jonathan Taylor could go up versus staying in that really horrible place right now where we use it once a week. He is the muddiest player, Dirt Plus. Water equals mud, and that's what Jonathan Taylor's been. The offensive line has not been what it was last year. They're banged up. Uh, So we're going to see. They're trying to light a fire in Indianapolis. They have to do something And let's see if Sam Ellinger is the answer. All right, we're going to have to do something there for Indianapolis. I'm just worried that every defense the rest of the season now puts nine or ten guys in the box and says, let's let Ellinger beat us because we're not letting Jonathan Taylor beat us, and that's the number one pick overall. That hurts to start off with there. All right, so we have two games, by the way, before the whole Sunday slate of games start at 1 p.m. That is on Sunday. Uh, Thursday night football tonight, interesting one there. Because you got two, you got your star, your your star-studded kind of preview for the game. Tom Brady versus Lamar Jackson, Baltimore and Tampa. 
I mean, it looks sexy on paper. It looks sexy when they put the preview up there. Is it a sexy game, not just for me to watch, but fantasy reasons? It better be because Thursday night football has been unwatchable. Ugh, yeah. It's been really unwatchable. Watching Al Michaels crush his own company, you know, well, cut, crush the Thursday night games when it's under Amazon. Quite, quite interesting. It's weird. Right? No, it, it's been awful. It's right. been an awful product. Let me ask you, how is it not going to be a good game? And I'm scared of the answer because, again, I'm not – uh, in the locker room, but the people who are say the body and mind take longer than a Sunday to a Thursday, right? So that's why the quality of play has been so poor. The Thursday uh, night games that the players are just not fully mentally and physically ready for that game. I'm hoping that you get yourself a Tom Brady, the greatest of all time. A Tom Brady, who, by the way, is three and four. Okay, he came back this year. Let me let me explain to this audience. Very, you know, I'm. This is the genius that the nose Do is. It. Right, let it out. He did not come back to not make the playoffs. Right, right. But right now, he is not making the playoffs. Strange things are afoot right now in Tampa. He's screaming out offensive linemen, throwing iPads like crazy. Well, here it is. Spotlights on him. It's Thursday night football. The Ravens give up a lot of. Uh, passing yards. Remember what uh, Tua did to them? That's right. That's right. Great. One of the best fourth quarters I've ever seen in my life. Is Tom Brady done or not? I'm not going to go too far, but I'm trying to add a little spice to your night. We're going to find out tonight because Mike Evans, I mean, he's always banged up, but he's playing, right? Chris Godwin. He's That's right. Okay. Lenny Fournette needs to step up because he's been absolutely Where's ter- playoff Lenny? Someone call him and, and bring him back. He's a player that we, we go over our you know average draft position where you know he was a top 15, 20 pick. Where has he been? So there are some players. Let's just say this entire Bucks offense for the most part. Needs to wake the bleep up. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. And I'm I'm here for it tonight, and I really hope that Brady comes out sharp and gives us a good game. And then you said on the other side. Man, I'm never worried about Lamar Jackson, okay? Like, last week he didn't have the best game per se, but I'm his mind and his body, I feel like they're always ready. Right. He's the right player for Thursday night football. Uh, again, we are on a tape show, so we have to uh, let you know, keep all eyes out on all Mark Andrews updates. Uh, yes, if he's playing, I know he had a horrible week last week. He basically did zero last week, and he played because he's banged up. But if Mark Andrews is playing... I can't think of any other tight end that you're going to just go pick up or like a Hayden Hurst or something and start that type of player over Mark Andrews. If he starts, I'm starting, period. Right. Okay. And outside of that, you have uh, Bateman and you have DuVernay, and they're both very talented. But, again, if you start them, they are hit or miss. That is start at your own risk. One of them could easily have a 60-yard touchdown. They also could easily have two catches for 20 yards and that be their game. Yeah. Scary. So, it is scary. So, uh, to sum up the game there, well, actually, very important. We did discuss injuries and the implications, but we didn't discuss J.K. Dobbins' injury. Oh, yes, that's right. No, he was not injured last week, but we did see something. Gus the Bus. How about that? How about that? Welcome back, Gus. Really welcome back, Gus. Gus the Bus had 16 rushes, 66 yards, and two touchdowns last week. 16 rushes is where I'm looking, okay? Uh, people picked up Kenyon Drake and thought he was going to be the man. They're a split. But if you have Gus the Bus and you're in a situation like I am in many leagues where you are simply hurt, there are running backs that are obviously not playing uh, and you need to start someone, Gus the Bus is totally acceptable yeah. to start. 
He's going to get the volume. He's going to get the one-yard rushing touchdowns. Uh, so Gus the bus and Lamar Jackson, full green lights to start. Mark Andrews, if he's playing tonight, you start him. And then with the wide receivers, you start at your own risk. Yeah, and I'm always I'm always worried about the Thursday night games and, and the health of guys and this and that. And you, you kind of talk me off the ledge a little bit because I look at Thursday night football and the first thing I think about is the old quarterback or the running quarterback and how three days is not – not enough time for either one of those quarterbacks to get ready. And tonight we have the 45-year-old Tom Brady and the running, versatile Lamar Jackson. I hope everything I think about that kind of theory just flies right out the window tonight. I think in a, in a beautiful, beautiful way, they're the exception. Like, I'm And they could be, you're right. No, you are not allowed, no matter what, to question Tom Brady. Okay, I know his season so far has not been up to Tom Brady's standards, but the second you bench him or, you know... It is one of those things where the sec he's going to have that blow up. Of course, right. He's in a, on the national attention tonight. Okay, excuse me. He's on national television tonight. All eyes on him. I'm not betting against him. And then Lamar Jackson, as we say, there's something different in the water here in South Florida. He's just built different. That's right. I am not worried about him coming off of four to five days. He's going to get his. He's going to get his runs, and he's going to throw the ball and try to put on a show tonight. So I'm being optimistic. I'm going to say tonight. Is going to be a night of scoring, and tonight's going to be a night of a fun Thursday night football game uh, versus, again, the whole season so far has been basically a, uh, I wouldn't call it an embarrassment, but some of the worst football I have seen yeah, this year was right. on Thursday night football. No, you're right. Thursday night football been duds uh, all over the place. We had a two a Thursday night football game also. Remember how that one was for all Dolphin fans down here. All right, that'll do it for hour number one here of Zach on the Nose Fantasy Football Show brought to you by Tropical Chevrolet. We still have all of our normal nonsense that we're going to go over here in the show. Yes or Nose is coming up. The sniff test is coming up. The midseason Nose midterms. That's right. We're in election season uh, anyway, so we're going to have the midterms coming up from the Nose. And uh, we're going to do a little like kind of pick the Nose type of thing when we look to the schedule and see what Nose loves uh, in a lot of these games coming up. And of course, the tight end pick of the week and the pick of the week all coming up later on in the show let's take a break hour number one in the books hour number two coming up right after this after the end of a good fight you deserve an ice cold reward medella is the mark of a fighter you've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp refreshing taste because you know the bigger the fight better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Welcome back to the Tropical Chevrolet Fantasy Football Show with Zach in the Nose on AM560 and FM96.5 HD2, The Joe, WQAM. All right, back here, hour number two, Zach and the Nose Fantasy Football Show brought to you by Tropical Chevrolet. Find new roads at beautiful Tropical Chevrolet here in Miami Shore. Shout out to Erica 
and Ari, the king and queen of Tropical Chevrolet, who get us on the air every single year here on WQAM. Remember, we were taping the show earlier today, right before uh, we got out of the studios, or right after the show this morning, uh, to get everything done. So if you do hear us uh, make a little mishap here and there, just blame the nose. It's all the nose's fault. We'll just blame the nose for everything here. Not my fault whatsoever. But... I'll tell you what is going to be either my fault or not. It's time for the world-famous segment, Yes or No's. I will ask No's 10 questions, 9 fantasy football, and the 10th one is a life one. Now, if you listen to the show or have listened to our podcast for the last 8, 10 years, as long, I don't even know how long we've been doing this at this point, you know what happens Halloween week with that 10th question here on Yes or No's. And yes, we are getting to that coming up here. But before we do that, Garcia, give me my music. All right, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, it's time for the world-famous segment, Yes or No's. This is what, week uh, nine edition of it? Week eight edition of it. I was, you know, that's next week, week nine edition of Yes or the No's. Like I said, I'll ask No's nine fantasy football questions, and the 10th one will be a life question all about Halloween and probably Halloween candy, not to tease that one. Let's start it off here with question number one. I have not started Yes or No's this way ever ever in the existence of yes or no's all hundred years we've been doing it it's a tight end question wow right we got plenty of other in there but question number one for yes or no's tyler higby is he now a top five tight end in fantasy football yes or no's yes i can't believe i'm saying tyler higby is a top five tight end but he's around the fifth tight end right now and it's simply called volume and usage because right now, for some reason, Stafford can't find anybody else besides Cooper Cup. So if he's not throwing to Cooper Cup, he's throwing to our boy, Tyler Higby. He's averaging about eight fantasy per uh, week. If he can get up that up to about 10 or 11, that's a top five tight end this year. How about Literally, that? top five tight end, 10 fantasy points. Right, that, how about that? Uh, that's question number one here. Question number two, we'll jump into a little bit of the quarterback positions here. Can't believe this is on my list. Can't believe I wrote this down, but I did. Has Geno Smith become a top 10 fantasy quarterback if you are starting him? I can't believe I'm doing that. Yes or no's? No's. Let's not get ahead of ourselves here, okay? Geno Smith got off onto fire. He's playing great. He's averaging 20 fantasy per week. But that being said, I expect that production to drop off with DK Metcalf banged up. Uh, Tyler Lockett always a little banged up. I I think he had that magic and he has that sauce right now. I do not believe he can sustain it. So I think Geno Smith is going to fade as the weeks go. Yeah, I just figured maybe we'd give Geno Smith a little love here. We're going to stay with that quarterback position here for question number three of yes or no's. Can't believe I'm saying this either. Another one of these where I wrote it down and then had to look at it three times to make sure that I was writing it out the right way. Our boy Tua is now a better fantasy start this week than Tom Brady. Yes or no's? No's. I'm going no's. I'm going with Tom Brady on prime time tonight over Tua. The GOAT still gets that magic. Look, Tua first half last week, I would say yes to that. Tua first half last week looked phenomenal. But then the second uh, half happened, and those stats went literally plummeting to nothing. I'm not going against the GOAT this week, but... Tua, definitely a player in a two-quarterback system, gets nods all day and twice on Sunday. All right, let's uh, keep the uh, quarterback kind of questions going and stick with the old man references here. Aaron Rodgers 
isn't a top 15 fantasy quarterback anymore. Yes or no's? Yes. He is not a top 15 quarterback anymore. We knew that going into the season. Our draft special said, do not draft Aaron Rodgers. He might still have the skill set. That ball he threw to Aaron Rod- uh, Aaron Jones yeah. was phenomenal. But his wide receivers are not there. They're Stinky. not talented. Romeo Dobbs and Christian Watson, they're still young. They're not getting open. The Lizard Lazard, just good, not great. His weapons are not getting the job done. There's no separation there. So a lot of this I put on the general manager of Green Bay and that Jordan Love pick. It still could have been some type of wide receiver, some type of player uh, to help Rodgers out. But no, that's now a first-round draft pick that's been sitting on the bench, what, for now three or four years. Right, right. Uh, so no, Aaron Rodgers, fade him all day. Get rid of him. If you could trade him, but somebody still believes in that name, trade him. I am not a believer moving forward. Uh, another one of these that I wrote down and couldn't believe it if I was going to my my pre-draft kind of Zach and asked Zach this question, I think that Zach would have laughed at this Zach at this point. I just did like third person and first person the same thing there. Question number five for yes or no's. Has Josh Jacobs become a top five running back in fantasy right now this season for the rest of the season? Can't believe I'm saying it. Yes I- or no's? No's. Top seven, but I'm being very critical. Okay. I have Ekelar ahead of him. I have Saquon Barkley ahead of him. Moving forward in this offense, I have Christian McCaffrey ahead of him. And I have Derek Henry and Nick Chubb right there with him. Then I have Josh Jacobs. So he is no doubt top 10. And I got him around the 7 mark. His volume, though, and finding the end zone, he could easily... I could be wrong on this, and I'm saying it. He could easily end up being a top 5. But before him, if I had to redraft right now, I'm taking Saquon Barkley, Eckler, McCaffrey, and Henry just above him. Nick Chubb and uh, Josh Jacobs right now are certainly like the guys that are right next to each other. Uh, so I'm going to say top seven, but no, not top five. All right, next two questions are going to make some people sad out there who drafted these two guys, but I have to ask these questions at this point. Question number six for yes or no's. Let me take a deep breath before I do it. Johnny Taylor is not a top 10 start this week in fantasy at running back position. Yes or no's? He knows. Yes, he is not. Double negative. But he is not a top 10 running back until he proves this to us. Again, now we have Sam Ellinger there. They're going to stack the line. They're going to make him throw the ball. The offensive line uh, is not what it was last year. Until Johnny Taylor shows me that he has some ability to score a touchdown or maybe even get 100 yards, he is not a top 10. He is not a top 15 possibly running back until we see otherwise. Uh, I can't tell you how bad he's been. Well, I, I, I can tell you he's had one touchdown. It's, it's worth through seven weeks. Wow. I know he was injured. He's only got 386 yards. It's through seven weeks. It's, what it, happened? What happened is a lot has happened. The offensive line is not what it once was right. last year. Uh, Matty Ice was not the answer. And uh, uh, Taylor got nicked up, and he's not healthy. And you put it all together, and you do not have yourself a great fantasy running back. You have a a pot of really bad gumbo with all that put together in uh, one here. Another one I don't want to ask, but I have to ask. Question number seven for yes or no's. Dalvin Cook is not a top 10 start this week in fantasy football. Yes or no's? No's. He is a top 10 uh, 10 pick, okay? Uh, I'm still... 
still believing. Okay, Ryan, just we Ryan. saw him rip off fifty yard touchdown uh, against, against who? Right, exactly. He look, Dalvin Cook. He's at least getting the volume. He's got ninety four rush attempts. Okay, that is a uh, top five in the NFL uh, currently, maybe top seven in the NFL. So the volume is there. He's got four touchdowns on the season. He's a top ten running back still. Okay, so you start him. You start him with confidence. Top ten, yes. So I forgot how you asked the question because you're confusing me with the negatives and the positives. Dalvin Cook isn't a top 10 st- start this week, yes or no? I still don't even know what right. to say. The answer is he is a top 10 running back. Yeah, there it is. So it would be nose. Nose. It would be nose. Right. 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 Now I have to re-look at my stuff that I wrote down here. Just you're asking good. me questions in double negatives is very, very confusing. N- never said I was good in grammar or English class. But you're good at math. I'm good at math. That's about it. Uh, all right, this is question, now that we're doing numbers, question number eight here for yes or no's. And I was uh, not surprised to see this last week on Thursday Night Football, so we will see what happens here going forward. But after one week, DeAndre Hopkins is a top five wide receiver start for the rest of the season. Yes or no's? Knows, but he's darn close. Top five is aggressive, okay? okay. I'm because trying to be aggressive. I want yeah. you to be aggressive. But when you have players like Jamar Chase, Cooper Cup, Tyreek Hill, Justin Jefferson, you know, that's right there, the creme de la creme. Devontae Adams hasn't gotten there yet, but he's up there, too. Oh, but, oh, baby, he is absolutely right there. Came out on fire. <laughs> like a microphone on fire. Right. Yes, he is uh, certainly going to be a top 10 uh, player. So, yes. And bonus uh, through that also, if you had this week to start DeAndre Hopkins or Jalen Waddle, who do you start? DeAndre Hopkins. Okay, I just want okay. to make sure. Because Waddle was in a like, conversation for top 10, no. so now that, that Hopkins Look, probably moved I love Hopkins, okay? And with Hollywood Brown out, you saw the volume is there. There's a really good chance he's going to be top uh, top 10 moving forward. Top 5, though, is very aggressive, but he is good enough where he could get there. Potential's there. there. The, right, oh, right, yeah, right. no, no. The potential's there. The potential is there because uh, without the HGH, you know, he's a... He's a top, you know, you would have been around 20th overall player maybe going into the fantasy draft, maybe even top 15. Uh, but, yeah, no, he's right with, you know, look, I just like Diggs, Hill, Jamar Chase, and Cooper Cup, and Justin right. Jefferson. That's my top five. Right. All right, I'm not going to bounce off of those top five players, and I'm very happy to say that Tyreek Hill threw all those injuries to the quarterbacks, and he's still that guy, how good he is. I, just, I have DeAndre right after. All right, this is an interesting one that I was looking at because I was trying to read some of the experts uh, this week and what they thought about this wide receiver from New Orleans. Um, yes or no's, Chris Olave has become a top 10 to 12 wide receiver now in fantasy football. Yes or no's? No's. No's. Top 20? Absolutely. Okay. Chris Olave is, uh, you know, he's going to be one of the top offensive rookie players uh, of the year so far. Uh, 32 receptions. 495 yards and two touchdowns. He's averaging about 14 to 15 fantasy points per uh, week. That does not make him a top 10 play, but it certainly makes him a top 20 play. A ton of upside there. Uh, Look, the wide receivers always got to depend on their quarterback. I'm still not sold on Dalton, okay? Dalton was named the starter this week. Winston is still put on the bench. From, From a fantasy perspective, I prefer Winston sure. as the quarterback. But as the offensive coordinator or coach is there, I understand why you can't put a guy who just throws the ball to the other team quite a bit. That being said, I do believe the Red Rocket did throw two pick sixes in a row. He week. did, right. Two consecutive passes, right? Yes, that's correct. Um, look, yeah. Uh, 
Olave, love him. I love his outlook for his uh, career. Uh, not a top 10 wide receiver yet. All right. Well, that's it for the fantasy football question part of yes or no. Some of my favorite parts of doing yes or no's each year is this week where I get to quiz the nose on this uh, last question here about Halloween candy. That's right. I happen to be an expert when it comes to Halloween candy, and uh, normally my answers are 100% correct. As a matter of fact, they are 100% correct. So we will ask Nose these two questions in one. First, your top five best Halloween candies, top five best Halloween candies out there, and the top five worst Halloween candies out there. Where do you want to start? You want to start with worst or you want to start with best? I want to start with the best. Okay. Worst is more fun. Right, right. So your top five Halloween candies, uh, you can go five to one, one to five, wherever you want to go. I will let you know after you name the five uh, how you did on the uh, the real list, which is in front of me. I'd like to I'd like to count backwards, okay? okay. I think it's, it adds more drama to Love the it. bit here. At number five, yeah, I mean, whether it's the left side or the right side, I'm going with the Twix. Absolute delicious uh, candy. Uh, gets me every time. You get that little uh, caramel to start with with the chocolate, and you crunch down into that cookie. Pretty, pretty epic. I know you're not going to be a fan of this one, but there is absolutely nothing more refreshing to me than a York peppermint patty. Wow. Absolutely top-level uh, candy, refreshing and delicious. Uh Number three. This is where we're getting down to the nitty-gritty. I'm going with Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. Every time I see a Reese's Peanut Butter Cup, I am just a happy, happy soldier. <laughs> uh, number two. It's rare to see them. I know this is not a popular candy, but I still love the Butterfinger. Okay? Wow. I am right. a huge fan of the Butterfinger, and it just seems like everybody goes to Costco and gets the same mix <laughs> of the... The, you know, the Snickers bar with the M&M's, with the Skittles. And they, those don't excite me so much. But uh, the number one, I'm going with a rare one. I, it combines my combines my favorite two things in the world. And I haven't, I didn't get it last year. Like, I couldn't. I have an 11-year-old and a 5-year-old. You I, should be getting and I put those, of candy. I put those girls to work. Right. And every time I come back and there's buckets of candy. The number one candy, a specialty candy. Peanut Butter Snickers Edition. Number one candy of all time. Snickers would be my number one. And I didn't want to duplicate Snickers because it could have been easily number two. Snickers is the best candy. But when you put a thin layer of peanut butter in there, it goes nuclear epic amazing. And I did not get one last year. I only got one the year before. And this is what I look forward to. Do I, on Monday night, come home and analyze all this candy, and do I get one of those? I'll report back next week. All right, that's good uh, enough for me. So let's go over this before we get to worst part. Let me give you the grades on this one. You you did get two out of five correct. I'm shocked. Uh, Twix uh, is a is a top five candy in here. I have it at three. You had it at five. Um, and I put the little caveat next to it. If the Twix does come, and this is a rarity you see this, because normally a peanut butter Twix. There's peanut butter Twixes out there also. It's a rare. Don't you say that to me. Right. There's a rare peanut butter Twix that you will not get all the way. If you get that, that's fine. Regular Twix will count, and, and that's why I gave it to you on here. 
but there are peanut butter Twix. It wasn't discontinued like 20 years ago, the peanut butter Twix? It's possible that they are very rare and you don't find them. Maybe they're even old when you get them in a bag <laughs> at this point. Okay. Uh, Reese's Peanut Butter Cup, I don't. I mean, it's number one on the list. You had them at three, but it is number one on the list. Thank God. Right. Because and, we, and I, I would have left right. the studio. Okay. Okay. But, right. Butterfinger didn't make top five because of Reese's Peanut Butter Cups and because of the peanut butter Twix, if possible. It didn't make it there. Uh, peanut Butter Snickers, to me, now that you brought that up, is intriguing did not make the list of, of top five at this creative. point. And I, I almost disqualified you right away uh, for York Peppermint Patty. You are not 70 years old. You should not be eating York Peppermint Patty no, That's at this Junior point. Mints are for the 70-year-olds. York is an amazing candy. It's right. got a bite. It's got a nice chocolate, right. a little dark chocolate, and this refreshing feeling. And you are saying? If you are in the 55 and over community, you should be eating York <laughs> Peppermint Patties at this point. And if anyone over is listening to us right now, 55 and over, I'm not ripping you. I'm just saying that should be your candy of choice at that point. The fact that made knows his top five. Honestly, I almost ran out of the room at that point. Um, the fact you don't have any kind of fruit candy on your on your top five, it's just absolutely ridiculous. Uh, number five on my list would be any kind of the nerds candies and the gummy nerds now that are out. Those are 100% on the top five Acceptable. list. The gummy, right. the, the, gummy nerds are very, very good. The ropes or the actual just gummy nerds now at this time are good. Number four would be Starburst, but Starburst all pink. I don't need the other colors. I need the, the number one color strawberry. That's it. You want to hear what I do? I eat everything but the strawberry. Okay, that's initially why you failed this test uh, to start off with. I, I love every Starbucks <laughs> besides the strawberry. Right. Number okay. three on my list, I told you, was Twix. Peanut butter if possible, but regular Twix would work at that point. Number two, I can't believe you don't have it on there, Kit Kats. It's easy enough that a Kit Kat would be in there, and it's probably the first choice that a lot of people have when they go into a bag of candy. They pull out the Kit Kat. And obviously, number one, Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. It's not even close to number two. This would be like in a fantasy football draft if you knew Johnny Taylor was one and the next person available would be Hubba Bubba Chubba Hubbard at that point. You know that what number one is, and you know that after that it's just you know two through five or whatever the case is. You got two right, but you almost got disqualified for York Peppermint Patties at that point. Like I said, you are not 70 years old. Okay, top five worst Halloween candies. Uh, there are five on my list and two honorable mentions, just in case you mention them in there also. But I'm going to let you go. Top five worst Halloween candies you can get out of your kid's bag at this point. Because if you are of age like us in our 40s or older than that and you are trick-or-treating... Something is wrong with you. So go with your top five worst Halloween candies. I feel like we're going to click on this one. I don't know why. It's possible. Number five, Smarties. Okay? If you give me some Smarties, all you're doing is giving me chalky sugar. Gross. And it's right. gross. Oh, wow. Agrees. No, you're, you've, you've already gotten one. I don't want right. I'll give you the I answers after. I just okay. stop right now. Number, number four. Look, I don't even know what they are, but they're like called elephant ears or something like that. Like peanut, like, like you know, some peanut elephant ear. Circus peanuts. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I needed your help. Circus peanuts. I've seen them in there. They're gross. They're gross. Yeah, you they're throw gross. those things out. You throw them out immediately. Girlfriend in high school, by the way, loved them. She loved them, and it made me sick. It made me sick. Dumped her. Go ahead. Keep going. You should have. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, you're a tough thing, Listen, man. it is what it is here. No cookies on the list. Go ahead. Okay. I'm, I'm number three, the Laffy Taffies. Okay, look, they're they're crushing my stomach and they're and they're crushing my soul. You know, sometimes going down it's decent, but then you get that like stomachy. I've eaten too much sugar. Something's not right in that stomach situation. That's Laffy Taffy. I could completely do without those. Uh, number two. Don't give my kid those lifesaver gummies, like the those gross looking like 
you know, one packet, like chuckle gummy. Right, right. You know, you know, I'm talking about a, 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 a sugar gummy again. That is just that is not a sour patch kid. We have to make that be very clear. Correct. Sour patch kids, good call d- there. Delicious, yeah. like the, the the lifesaver gummy that just tastes like uh, you know medicine is number two. Now we're going to the worst all-time candy. That's it. Halloween candy. This is the easiest one. If this is not your number one, then you're the joke. Candy corn number one. The grossest, oh. single-handed. The My gro- wife loves them. Something's gonna, wrong with them. I'm going to talk to Ashley. Yeah, something's I, I, wrong with Ashley. Yeah, no, she's got some issues. I know, I, I mean, know. It, it says a lot about somebody. If they go ahead Correct. and like candy corn, I got a problem with that person. Yeah. Yeah, it's like somebody who's drafting. I can't come up with it. But it's like somebody who's drafting like a retired player. Like right. my brother always drafts Isaac Bruce at the end of the year. Why and, not? And like yeah. if he's not even on the list, he like puts him through. Like he writes the guy's name down. You're, you're, it's the Isaac Bruce in the 2022 version. If you ever put a candy corn in your mouth. All right, let me give you the right answers here. We have the top five worst Halloween candies and two on the honorable mention. The honorable mention one is if you do go and bring your kid to someone's house and they give you those little packets of raisins, run from that house. Run from that house. That's my house. That's Ronnie right. Gilded. Run. For, you, I know that. That's why I brought that up. Run from that house. Almond Joy also makes the uh, no. honorable mention. Nobody likes Almond Joys. Besides the nose. Nobody likes Almond Joys. If you like Almond Joy, you're doing it because there's no other candy around and you want a little bit of chocolate. Refreshing, delicious no. coconut. There's nothing good about Almond Joys whatsoever. Number five on the top five uh, worst candies to give out or have on Halloween, good and plenty. Nobody likes good and plenty. Agreed. Nobody likes good and plenty. Awful. It's just in that packet. It's the first, It's probably the last one. Licorice out one, too? The black licorice good and plenty. Make me throw up. Finally, you're making right. a comeback here. Number four, Tootsie Rolls. Nobody likes Tootsie Rolls. You know what? It's like fake chocolate. I'm not really sure what it is. I'm okay with this. Because mm. when you... When something you crunch into your mouth and it literally doesn't give that bite. It's nothing. It, it, it's like, it's hard. Right. It, no. It takes and then a it while. it's chewy and you don't know what you're eating. And right. Acceptable. You had this at number five. I have it at number three, Smarties. Nobody likes Smarties either. Nobody likes a little circle full of sugar that has like very little taste to it that you're not even sure if you're supposed to bite it or you're supposed to, you know, let it like soak on your tongue. You have no idea what to do with it there. It's gross. Uh, this is where we had our little bit of a dispute. I had number two, candy corn. Candy corn is number two on my list. I'm- Right. The anticipation of number one, uh, uh, no worries. You already named what what number one. No way. Yeah, Circus Peanuts oh. is number one on the list. Oh. It is the single worst candy. Candy corn and, and Circus Peanuts really are 1A and 1B and not 1 and 2. They are the two worst candies you could possibly get. If you look in your kid's bag of candy on Monday night and you see Circus Peanuts or candy corn, you ask them specifically what house was that and you go back and return them. Well, I have uh, instructions to my kids and they're like good goody goods, but one's a little bit of a devil and she'll do it. The other one won't, but Cindy will. I want them to take the candy corn and I want to throw it into their home. Yeah. Don't throw it in their face because that's, no. you know, but I want to throw it into their home and right. I want their dogs to eat that. Right. And, and see it's how gross. And see, and see, put, watch the dogs not eat that candy because it's so gross. Okay, <laughs> I want the dogs to it's walk gross. away from candy. That's how gross it is. Yeah. So okay, we, we're, we're Laffy Taffy was a good one that you had on there. I yeah. Did, yeah, I'm glad that the you banana had on flavored there. Laffy Taffy. It, it, it's right. good for a second, and then it go, it, things go south very fast. Right, and then the lifesaver gummy part, like that kind of stuff. No you one get, you know, you get like those little yeah. packages, and like good. it's like the cheapies. It's like the people who go to the dollar store. And right. That, look, I get it. But don't do that. Right. So that's it. So that is a t- our top five best Halloween candies and top five worst Halloween candies uh, that you could do on um, 
on Halloween here. And outside of the York peppermint patty that he had in his top five, he did not do that bad in the nose here on this list. All right, we went really long in that first segment here. We'll take a break here at Zach and the Nose Fantasy Football Show. Brought to you by Tropical Chevrolet. We love to have fun here on Halloween week, getting ready for it with the candy stuff. If you've been listening to us two years, you knew that was coming up here in the show. Let's take a break. We're back right after this. Welcome back to the Tropical Chevrolet Fantasy Football Show with Zach in the Nose on AM560 and FM96.5 HD2, The Joe, WQAM. All right, back here on Zach in the Nose Fantasy Football Show brought to you by Tropical Chevrolet. It is Zach in the Nose here. Follow the Nose on Twitter, by the way, at Spencer Nose, N-O-S-E. We taped the show earlier today, by the way, here on Thursday uh, before the show is actually airing. So if you uh, got any, if we get anything kind of a little bit off or someone gets injured before that, Listen, things happen here. It is radio, so we'll get through that as best as possible. Um, one thing we did last week here on the show was we went through all the games. We basically went through all the games, and what the Nose did there was basically say, I like this guy from this team. This is going to be the star of this team. This is going to be a uh, star from that team. No bad picks there. That'll be the sniff test. That's coming up here later in the show where we will get the best and the worst of the Nose's week of what's going on there. But. What I really want to do is go through all the games, including uh, the Sunday morning early game, the Sunday slate of games, Sunday night football, and even Monday night football at that point. But we do have a game, an early game, coming up here uh, on Sunday morning live from London. Nose, do you like the London games, by the way, the early, like the 9 a.m. games? Completely selfishly love them. Okay? Yeah, I do it's like waking just, up early. It's just an extra time slot of that I am able to watch football. If I, if I have to be a, a father, you know, our phones these days, I have the ability to watch that game on my phone as I parent. Yeah, that's really great parenting, everybody I know. I'm aware. Uh, but, no, I, I like the addition because it gets me from 9.30 in the morning, essentially takes me, us right to the 1 o'clock. And so uh, this week uh, we have a very, I would say, Fun fantasy game with the Broncos playing the Jaguars. Right. Because we have the nose pick of the year. We have Russell Wilson coming back. I am getting more questions on Russell Wilson than any other player right now, Zach, in terms of do I start or not? Because, uh, look, he's been pretty, pretty bad. Okay. But you drafted him to be your starter. So unless your backup was somehow a Tua or a Geno Smith or a a player that was unexpectedly in that top 10, then you're asking the question week in and week out, do I start Russell Wilson? Right. And the answer is you're trying to avoid it as best as possible. That's unfortunately where we're at. Um, But if it's a Russell Wilson versus a Marcus Mariota, yeah, I'm starting Russell Wilson. Of course. Okay. But uh, all you could do right now is pray that if you do start him, and I have to in a league or two, that he just breaks out of it in England. And that's what you're praying for. But he hasn't shown many signs of it. The inconsistency is off. The entire offense has been off. Uh, But that being said, he is still the guy I'm watching in the morning. It's Russell Wilson to Jerry Judy and to uh, Cortland Sutton. That's the main attraction there. The running back situation right now for the Broncos, it's a three-headed monster and one I completely and utterly would stay away from right now. I am not starting any Denver Broncos one. 
Yeah, I wouldn't do that at that point either. Other side of the ball there, Jacksonville. Uh, this is obviously going to be the beginning of the Travis Etienne show. How does that um, impact Trav- uh, Travis, Trevor Lawrence uh, when this whole thing comes about? Because obviously some people were expecting pretty big seasons out of Trevor Lawrence here. But I guess I'll ask you, how is the fantasy implication for Trevor Lawrence now with Travis Etienne kind of uh, pop up, especially now in London? Well, he has a chance of catching, uh, throwing a ball to Etienne on a swing pass and that guy taking it 70 yards. Sure. And then all of a sudden, Trevor Lawrence had a you know 70-yard touchdown. Trevor Lawrence is right now about the 10th best uh, quarterback in the league. Uh, he's gunslinging it. They're letting him rip it out there. You know, he's got, let's see, I, I got it right here. He's got uh, 1,700 yards. He's got nine touchdowns. But what's nice about him, 24 rush attempts, 84 yards on the ground, and those rushing touchdowns. Uh, so Trevor Lawrence is a guy right now that, again, he's hovering around uh, 10th to 12th fantasy quarterback overall, and in a, definitely a player of do I start or not. And if you have a one-quarterback league and he's your starter, it's not the best situation in my opinion. He's a great QB2 in a two-quarterback system. So for him, Trevor Lawrence, if you have to start him because maybe you have a Mahomes on a bye this week, he's a great plug-in for a bye-week quarterback. Uh, do I expect him to have a great game? Uh, no, I expect him to have a, a normal game for him, 250 yards, maybe two touchdowns. His best weapons right now are Christian Kirk, Zay Jones, and Marvin Jones Jr. That's good. It's not great. Right. Kirk has the ability to be very good, but he hasn't found the end zone besides those first two weeks. Uh, he did have a short one the other day, but no other receptions. That being said, uh, it is the E. TN show, okay, and that is who I'm watching, and that's who I care about most. Uh, With a sneaky pick, my sneaky pick of the week at tight end, Evan Ingram. He's going to score a touchdown on uh, on this Sunday morning game at 9:30. So look out for that as as a plug-in tight end, and uh, let's see if uh, Trevor Lawrence can get those wide receivers the ball. But the one guy that we're talking about said it earlier on the show. Moving forward, I have ETN being a top. Five running back moving forward. Extremely bold call. All right, let's uh, gun through some of these 1 o'clock games. Now we just got the early London 9.30 kickoff. Carolina and Atlanta. Uh, this is a little bit of a mud game here. It is. Uh, yeah, like, I mean, what, what what do you expect to see in this one? Carolina-wise, uh, what do you like this like there? The only ones I like is, uh, again, we discussed it earlier, I do not know yet, we do not know yet. But if Chubba Hubba Bubba do, does not play, then Deonta Foreman is a nice volume RB2 start. Okay, so I would be starting uh, Foreman if and only if Hubbard is out. And then it's just DJ Moore. And that's it. Right. Yeah, it doesn't look like nope. much there. That's it. All right. <laughs> At that point, Atlanta wise, um, the Kyle Pitts kind of travesty. Saga. Yeah. Right. I want to say travesty. Much at this better word, yeah. Because I just think that Kyle Pitts was a guy that we talked about before the season as, okay. Travis Kelsey in the Mark Andrews, the Waller, uh, you know, all these these top guys. And now Kyle Pitts has entered that kind of platform. He's a top five, top four tight end here in the league. They are not using him, and this sucks for fantasy owners. Oh, yeah. It's, the, it's up there with the bust of the year. It's up there, you know, based on where you took him. You know, Jonathan right. Taylor is the bust of the year, but that's, you know, for another time. Uh, it's sad because... You know, the, the articles being written by the thousands of experts out there are not, you know, what's he going to do this week? You know, what kind of game do you expect from him? It's do you roster him or not? Ugh. And there are many, many leagues right now where Kyle Pitts is not only sitting 
as a free agent. He cleared waivers this week and was not even picked up. Wow. This is where we've gone. The Atlanta offensive coaches are an embarrassment. That man is a 4-4 speed, 6-5 tight end that separates himself. There's video of him just being open, and they do not find him. Uh, the bottom line is for the Falcons, you know how many people I'm starting on that team? None. Zero. Yeah. I Drake started, London could right. be good. Right. But it's every— you know, But Marcus Mariota is throwing the ball. Correct. Yeah. And it's every three weeks maybe he's going to be good. So for that Falcons game— uh, Falcons team, I'm starting nobody. Their running backs are a pure committee mm. with Huntley, Algiers. It, it, it doesn't matter who's back there. That game, you're either starting DJ Moore and maybe Deonta Foreman. That's, That's it, it the entire team. And uh, until Cordell Patterson comes back, that Atlanta Falcons offense, I want no part of. Yep. All right, let's move on. Chicago, the Bears, and the Dallas Cowboys. Another 1 o'clock game there. Uh, we know a little bit about what's happening with Dallas, with Zeke Elliott uh, trying to play, but more than likely will not play this week. What about the Bears offense? Uh, what do you like this like there? They were like, came out of bat out of hell. I know. What happened on Monday Night I Football? I don't know. They played the Patriots and they shocked the world. Shocked the world. And they looked great. Yeah. And Khalil Herbert and David Montgomery were a wonderful mix. And Justin Fields, man, when he had a scramble, he scrambled and he got the job done. That being said, this is a new week, and they're going into Dallas. Oh, really good defense all of a sudden. Like, really good defense. Uh, for me, David Montgomery is a start and the only start that I would recommend. Khalil Herbert, if you're in a situation where you have to start him based on injuries, bye weeks, okay, I don't mind it. But you are looking at a split job between those two guys, and after that, Darnell Mooney has become unstartable. Oh, yeah. How many touchdowns does he have? Mm. Zero. Zero. Yeah. And the inconsistency of Justin Fields throwing the ball. Right. Right. So got to worry about that. Justin Fields is going against one of the top defenses. They're going to contain him. I'm starting only the running backs there, and I'm not expecting anything outrageous. That's it for the Chicago Bears. Dallas-wise, uh, Tony Pollard, obviously, we know about that. Dak Prescott startable, obviously, in this game, too. Yes, he is. He's getting to the point. Well, he's not getting to the point. He was drafted your starter, unless you have a better player, a better option. Dak Prescott goes in. Uh, you know, C.D. Lamb, hopefully, for his the C.D. Lamb owners, some highs and lows this season. Uh, I'm hoping he has one of those big touchdowns. Schultz is a decent plug-and-play uh, tight end. And then outside of that, Michael Gallup started last week for many teams. He got himself a big, fat zero. Uh, so overall, with the Dallas Cowboys, this is really Tony Pollard's show. Okay, right. this is the week of Tony Pollard. And if you could draft, excuse me, if you have him on your team, there is no scenario. I don't care how good your team is. He will find your starting lineup. That's how he good has he is. to at this point. He right? will. Miami at Detroit. Obviously, the Miami offense is back a little bit. Let's start with Detroit a little bit. What do you? It looks like DeAndre Swift's going to play. Uh, possibly. I mean, I saw the injury report t- yesterday and today. Obviously, because they're playing the Dolphins, and it looks like he's a full participant in practice. Uh, what does that do for Jamal Williams at this point? Um, do you start both guys? Can are, are both guys startable at this point in your eyes? If DeAndre Swift is a starter, I'm starting DeAndre Swift. Okay. And that is the all of a sudden Jamal Williams becomes the guy who could have five to seven rushes. If he doesn't find the end zone, you're looking at a bad game. Okay, so that's that's simple. What is so uh, surprising is what an amazing start this offense came out, and uh, they sort of have faded really hard. You have quickly, yeah. You have so here's the weapons, right? So Amon St. Br- Ross St. Brown, 
as you know, huge fan of mine. Like, huge. I drafted him everywhere, and he came out, and I was just, man, was I beating on my chest. I was hung, well, King Kong for a second. Woo. And, uh, yeah, well, one screen pass last week, eight yards, and he, they looked like he wobbled. Concussion he said he didn't protocol. wobble. Right. No concussion, but was because of the new Tua protocols, out for the game. That was crushing. Okay, so he is back this week. Get get him back in the lineup. They were absolutely nothing without him. You have Hawkinson, who has the biggest game in the history of tight ends, or a really darn good game week. I believe it was three, and outside of that, hasn't done much. But you know, in the landscape of the tight ends, you still got to start him. And uh, it's DeAndre Swift for me. And, and, you know, Goff. Look, I I wouldn't be starting him right now if I were you. Okay, if you're starting Goff. It's because you have a player on a bye week or you have a starter that went down or you're just not a good team. <laughs> right. Uh, but So that's, that's the lines overall. Uh, we've discussed it. One of the best offensive lines, and if they can establish the run with DeAndre Swift, then it should open up the entire offense for an Amon Ross St. Brown to have a really good game and maybe T.J. Hawkinson catches the touchdown. Uh, outside of that, they have a nice. They have some nice players at wide receiver, but I'm not going to start anybody else. Besides not fantasy them. startable at this point. Right. All right, we know about Tyree Kill. Obvious. We know about Jalen Waddle. Obvious. Let me ask you about two players: Chase Edmonds and Mike Gronkowski. Uh, I'm not even going to ask about Tua or or Raheem Mostert because I think that both guys are are definitely startable. If you have them, you're going to put them in your lineup. Right, plug and play guys. Um, but what about that Gronkowski and who was the tight end pick of the week last week? I thought he was going to have a monster game last week and chase Edmonds, who now looks like he's got butterfingers oh yeah the guy can't rock butterfingers who's uh the worst catcher of the ball in the nfl so far through week seven it's got to be chase Edmonds. chase Edmonds. it has to be most drops in the nfl oof so if you're mike mcd i don't think you could you don't just give radio raheem the ball right former nose pick of the year the guy's a stud the guy's a sprinter he looks great uh, if Chase Edmonds can't catch the ball, then he is worthless. And so from fantasy perspective, you're not starting Chase Edmonds, okay? I'm, uh, I'm I'm not even rostering him at this point. I think he's fading hard because, again, his role is to be able to roll out and catch the ball. And when he's in the end zone with wide open passes going through his hands, butterfingers. Number two candy, by Oof, the way. The right. butterfingers. Right, right. Right. He's, right. Um, he's somebody... I would not start. Gronkowski is literally a hit or miss tight end. I know. It's crazy. It's literally a hit or miss. One week he can have two touchdowns. He, next week he has three targets. He misses more than he hits that. Yeah, I know. Okay. I so know. when you start him, it, it's completely started at your own risk. Uh, and he's a player that I am personally, I'm not going to start. So obviously you start your two wide receivers there. And it's beautiful. Let's take a second to say Radio Raheem became a must start in fantasy. He did. Remember, during uh, the draft episodes, we. Uh, the, the collective, me and you, we, we were all over Mostert over Chase Edmonds, but all the professionals and that put out those rankings had Edmonds three to four rounds right. higher than him. Right. They don't know. That Mostert, he was ready because he was a part of that offense with Mike McD, and as long as he could stay healthy, please, God, stay healthy. Um, he's a really good running back, and he stretches the field, and that those runs that uh, built for the Miami Dolphins, it's perfect for him. So Radio Raheem and the two uh, wide receivers, and if you are starting two in a two-quarterback system, definitely get your Miami Dolphins in and go Miami. Let's go. Let's get right. that. Let's get to five for the three. Let's, let's get this. it at this point. All right, we're gonna run. We're gonna run through the rest of the games here on the Sunday slate, uh, and Nose will give you one or two guys he likes. Arizona, Minnesota. Yeah, DeAndre Hopkins. We discussed it. Like, right. 
if you had the patience, the wherewithal to draft him, and you got yourself to a position where you're like you were three and three, you know, obviously if you were four, four, three, four and two or better, then God bless you. You're just plugging in a wide receiver one, and that's what's going on right now. So uh, for me, you know, Zach Ertz is still like statistically a top five or six tight end. He's just not getting the job right. done. I, I'm not impressed with him. Uh, so I know sometimes you have to start him. He's your starter unless he scores a touchdown. He's just getting you, you know, seven or eight fantasy per week, which again is sadly what a top five to seven tight end is sort of averaging right now. Uh, around, you know, it's closer to ten. But uh, so overall, right now, uh, Eno Benjamin, if healthy, is the running back to start there. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins is the only wide receiver I'm starting. Hollywood Brown obviously is hurt. And Robbie Anderson played last week, but he got himself a zero because he was just uh, getting acclimated to that offense, and I'm not putting him in there at all. All right, yeah, at that point, it doesn't even matter. Uh, Minnesota, quickly, anyone there you like uh, outside of Dalvin? And Justin Jefferson? Yeah, I like Justin Jefferson. Right, yeah, I forgot he, about him, he, right? He's all right. What about Thielen? Yeah, Thielen's, again, a, a great call. He is a player I get asked all the time because it's just a player that's hit and miss. He's got a talent. You know, a few years ago, he's one of the top players. Uh, he is not a player that I recommend starting because of how many games he you you try to mitigate those games where you have like four to five fantasy points and he's got too many of them but uh again we are at a point in the season five weeks injuries yeah can he get five for 70 in a touchdown he could i just don't think it's your best bet against the cardinals all right, Vegas and New Orleans. Give me a, a quick, uh, a quick little recap of these guys. Who you yeah, like? Great, great cities to party. You know, Vegas. You can stop there. Right. You don't even need to give me players. <laughs> I'm, I'm act- actually moving on. Uh, New England and the Jets. That was that was actually your best breakdown you've ever had. New because you're right. New Las Vegas and New Orleans. Drop I didn't the even mic. Think Go about on. that. All right, next game. New uh, New England and the Jets. Right. Well. I'm starting Michael Carter for the Jets. Okay. okay, I'm letting you know that right now. Zach Wilson, I am not starting. I'm uh, the one tricky player. I, I've put my time in, and I'm recommending it, especially for DFS based on how cheap he is. Your friend, Braxton Berrios, Ooh. is going to have a good Wow, I like that. Week. Braxton Berrios at home versus the Jets, excuse me, versus New England, is going to score a touchdown and is a sneaky good DFS play with Elijah Moore out. Okay. I'm telling you right now, that's my boy this week. Braxton Berrios, DFS. If you play a little bit, get him in your lineup and spend your money, you know, in uh, in other places, you're going to get your dollars worth out of him. All right. The battle for Pennsylvania, Pittsburgh, and Philadelphia Eagles. Oh, boy. Start your Eagles, man. All of them. Hurt so good. Unbelievable. A.J. Brown, Devonta Smith, and Miles Sanders. Start them all. Okay. What okay. about, what about even, Pittsburgh? Even go dirt. All right. Start all your Eagles. Uh, Pittsburgh is a different story. We, yeah. we starting Pat from the roof. Mm. That's about it. We are we are not happy with the offense this year because they have such talent. I want a 10 second recap from you on Najee Harris and what you think from the season. Gross mud, awful, annoying. So much better than he should be. Don't understand why he's having that sophomore slump and. Uh, Huge bust in the top ten. All right, that was more than ten seconds, but we'll keep it. Tennessee and Houston. I like Damian Pierce in Houston. He's he's gonna be the guy. You like him? Love him. Really, Zach? You yeah. like him? Yeah, I love yeah, him. I love him. Yeah, I love I him. mean, we all watch this talent. We all watch how horrible of a head coach Dan Mullen was at the University of Florida because uh, right. they decided just to not play. Now the what's going to be the rookie of the year, okay? The rookie of the year is going to be Damian Pierce. 
And yeah, if you had, uh, you know, you saw what he did in the preseason, you're like, I'm going to go out and draft this guy. Oh, you're reaping the benefits right now. He's got the bye week behind him, and they're going to feature him. So uh, Pierce is a must start. And on the other side of the ball, man, I don't really like any of those Titans besides only one, the King. Derrick Henry. That's it. That's it. Washington and the Colts, the Commanders and the Colts. Scary Terry's back. Okay. Heineke loves to throw him the ball. So Scary Terry's the one guy on this team that I really like. In terms of the running back situation there, I know a guy who drafted Antonio Gibson in like every league. Five leagues. What are you doing? Five leagues I did. The other guy got shot. What was I supposed to do? The backup, the the starter got shot. He went to Bama. He don't care he got shot. I know. You know Nick Saban likes to flex those bullets right right for him. I wasn't worried about him. Robinson's the guy to start right there, uh, but it is becoming more of a split job. Gibson's showing a lot of heart, and and he's playing better. Uh, Overall, for the commanders, though, I don't really – love anybody besides scary, scary Terry, Terry with now a guy who could throw him the ball San Francisco and the Rams yeah start Christian McCaffrey you're going to start Debo you're going to start Jimmy G if you have to he's got those weapons the question that you real and you start Kittle the real question I get week in and week out is do I start Daryl Henderson oh no we're not on that team yet uh, I, was, I was already jumping to the other team. Well, the other team we have some, some right. things to talk about. But, yeah, what about Ayuk? I actually have him starting in one of my leagues every week, and it's like hit or miss almost it's every week. It's beyond hit or miss. Right. He has so much talent. Two catches one week, six the next week with a touchdown at over 100 yards. Like, what the hell is going on there? What's going on there is inconsistency. Yeah. He's now going to be the third or even fourth wheel when you have McCaffrey, you have Debo, you have Kittle. A lot of weapons there, and he uses them all. So it's inconsistency throughout the season. So if you know if you start him, and I get sometimes where you have to, it's just a hit or miss situation. Yeah, I know that. Uh, our Ram Ram wise, real quick. Yeah, it's gross. Daryl Henderson Jr. I know he was a little sick. If he's starting, he's now the starting running back there, and that's who I'm going with. And then it's just the Cooper Cup show. I'm not starting Allen Robinson. Okay. Zach. I'm not yeah, doing it. Tyler Higby is a must start, believe it or not. Now in fantasy, as long as you don't have one of those top three guys, Tyler Higby is right there. All right, we got three games left. Garcia's giving me the wrap up signal. Let's rifle through these Giants and Seahawks. Okay, the Giants are like uh, an enigma. I don't know what to tell you besides Daniel Jones when he runs for 100 yards. Yeah, I mean, it's wild. Now, that's the Saquon Barkley show, and I'm not starting or trusting anybody else on that team. Can't. No, yeah. you can't, but yet they're 6-1. and one. And then for the Seahawks, look, uh, Kenneth Walker, the Trey, is the star now. He's the show. Um, I do not trust Geno Smith. I know uh, they're at home, and the Giants' defense is uh, up and down. I'm still not starting Geno Smith, but I would start Tyler Lockett. Uh, Marquise Goodwin had a huge game last week. I don't care. I find that to be a flash in the pan. I would not start him this week. All right, Green Bay and Buffalo Sunday Night Football. Yeah, duh. this is a simple one. You are only starting, I can't believe I'm saying this, but you're only starting Aaron Jones, okay? Uh, A.J. Dillon has done nothing, and I mean nothing so far this year. Aaron Rodgers unfortunately, has no weapons to throw the ball to out. I'm not starting Romeo Dobbs. I'm not starting Christian uh, Watson. I'm not starting Sammy Watkins. I mean, we could go on and on. Alan Lazard, if you have to, is the only wide receiver that you could start uh, that shows any sort of consistency for Aaron Rodgers. Uh, let's see. And so what about Buffalo? Everyone? Everybody. <laughs> no, Sing- Singletary's been good. Right. He surprised me. He's the one guy that I thought uh, with Cook there, uh, you know, 
that maybe he would get usurped, but no, he's the guy there. Uh, other than that, yeah, Gabe Davis, obviously you're starting him, and Diggs is the top, uh, you know, creme de la creme. And if you need to start Knox at tight end, okay, he's not been good, but I understand. Halloween night, the Cincinnati Bengals at the Cleveland Browns. Man, Ohio's going to be partying pretty Ooh, hard. We Start everybody on the Bengals. You start Joe Mixon. You start Jamar Chase. You start T. Higgins. And if you've got to start Tyler Boyd. Oil can. Oil can, Boyd. Him? I man, like it. You're still talking about him. You, you start him. But the real question is what do you do with the Browns? Right. And what do you, you, know, what do, you do in the running back situation? Because every week, probably the one guy I get asked the most is Hunt. Do I start him or not? And it's a very difficult thing to answer because it's if he doesn't score a touchdown, he's worthless. I'm keeping him on the bench. This is the Nick Chubb show. He's phenomenal. Hunt might be traded, and that could go in two directions. They may want to showcase him, or they may want to keep him healthy. I would probably lean to them wanting to keep him healthy. So I think I expect a big Nick Chubb game. And in terms of the wide receivers, Amari Cooper, absolutely startable. No problem with that. If you start Donovan Peoples-Jones, you are throwing out the risk of, of a bad game. Uh, but he does have the ability of how, scoring that big touchdown, and we are not starting Brissett in any situation. What a breakdown of the NFL action for, for this week. Wow. Kansas City and the Chargers both have the bye this week as well. That's going to do it for our number two. We're going to go on to our bonus, Zach of the Nose bonus uh, time coming up next. Uh, you're going to hear some yes or no's. You're going to get some sniff test. You're going to get some. You're going to get everything. You're the tight end pick of the week and the nose pick of the week. That's all coming up in bonus time for Zach of the Nose Fantasy Football show brought to you by tropical chevrolet ari and erica thank you as always for being our greatest sponsor here on the show we come back bonus time next Welcome back to the Tropical Chevrolet Fantasy Football Show with Zach in the Nose on AM560 and FM96.5 HD2, The Joe, WQAM. All right, we start off the bonus edition, the bonus hour of Zach in the Nose Fantasy Football Show brought to you by Tropical Chevrolet, and we do it with a very special edition of Yes or Nose. We're going to ask the Nose nine questions like we normally do for fantasy football, and the t- tenth question is going to be the life question. The uh, life question this week is obviously about... Yes, you heard it. Halloween candy. So let's get to it. It's time for Yes or No's. All right, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, it's time for the world-famous segment, Yes or No's. This is what, week uh, 9 edition of it? Week 8 edition of it. I was, you know, that's next week, week 9 edition of Yes or the No's. Like I said, I'll ask No's 9 fantasy football questions, and the 10th one will be a life question all about Halloween and probably Halloween candy, not to tease that one. Let's start it off here with question number one. I have not started yes or no's this way ever, ever in the existence of yes or no's. All hundred years we've been doing it, it's a tight end question. Wow. Right. We got plenty of other in there. But question number one for yes or no's, Tyler Higby, is he now a top five tight end in fantasy football? Yes or no's? Yes, I can't believe I'm saying Tyler Higby is a top five tight end, but he's around the fifth tight end right now. And it's simply called volume and usage because right now, for some reason, Stafford can't find anybody else besides Cooper Cup. So if he's not throwing a Cooper Cup, he's throwing to our boy Tyler Higby. He's averaging about eight fantasy per uh, week. 
If you could get up that up to about 10 or 11, that's a top five tight end this year. How about Literally, that? top five tight end, 10 fantasy points. Right, that. how about that? Uh, that's question number one here. Question number two, we'll jump into a little bit of the quarterback positions here. Can't believe this is on my list. Can't believe I wrote this down, but I did. Has Geno Smith become a top 10 fantasy quarterback if you are starting him? I can't believe I'm doing that. Yes or no's? No's. Let's not get ahead of ourselves here, okay? Geno Smith got off onto fire. He's playing great. He's averaging 20 fantasy per week. But that being said, I expect that production to drop off with DK Metcalf banged up. Uh, Tyler Lockett always a little banged up. I I think he had that magic and he has that sauce right now. I do not believe he can sustain it. So, I think Geno Smith is going to fade as the weeks go. Yeah, I just figured maybe we'd give Geno Smith a little love yeah. here. We're going to stay with that quarterback position here for question number three of yes or no's. Can't believe I'm saying this either. Another one of these where I wrote it down and then had to look at it three times to make sure that I was writing it out the right way. Our boy Tua is now a better fantasy start this week. Than Tom Brady. Yes or no's? No's. I'm going no's. I'm going with Tom Brady on primetime tonight over two. The GOAT still gets that magic. Look, two of first half last week, I would say yes to that. Two of first half last week looked phenomenal. But then the second uh, half happened, and those stats went literally Oof. plummeting to nothing. I'm not going against the GOAT this week, but. Tua, definitely a player in a two-quarterback system, gets nods all day and twice on Sunday. All right, let's uh, keep the uh, quarterback kind of questions going and stick with the old man references here. Aaron Uh, Rodgers isn't a top 15 fantasy quarterback anymore, yes or no's? Yes, he is not a top 15 quarterback anymore. We knew that going into the season, our draft special said, do not draft Aaron Rodgers. He might still have the skill set. That ball he threw to Aaron Rod, uh, Aaron Jones yeah. was phenomenal. But his wide receivers are not there. They're Stinky. not talented. Romeo Dobbs and Christian Watson, they're still young. They're not getting open. The Lizard Lazard's just good, not great. His weapons are not getting the job done. There's no separation there. So a lot of this... I put on the general manager of Green Bay and that Jordan Love pick. It still could have been some type of wide receiver, some type of player uh, to help Rodgers out. But no, that's now a first-round draft pick that's been sitting on the bench, what, for now three or four years. Uh, So no, Aaron Rodgers, fade him all day. Get rid of him. If you could trade him, but somebody still believes in that name, trade him. I am not a believer moving forward. Uh, Another one of these that I wrote down, and I couldn't believe it if I was going to my my pre-draft kind of Zach and asked Zach this question, I think that Zach would have laughed at this Zach at this point. I just did like third person and first person in the same thing there. Question number five for yes or no's. Has Josh Jacobs become a top five running back in fantasy right now this season for the rest of the season? Can't believe I'm saying it. Yes I- or no's? No's. <laughs> top seven, but I'm being very critical. Okay. I have Ekelar ahead of him. I have Saquon Barkley ahead of him. Moving forward in this offense, I have Christian McCaffrey ahead of him, and I have Derek Henry and Nick Chubb right there with him. Then I have Josh Jacobs. So he is no doubt top 10, and I got him around the 7 mark. His volume, though, and finding the end zone, he could easily—I could be wrong on this, and I'm saying it, he could easily end up being a top 5. 
But before him, if I had to redraft right now, I'm taking Saquon Barkley, Eckler, McCaffrey, and Henry just above him. Nick Chubb and, uh, and Josh Jacobs right now are certainly like the guys that are right next to each other. Uh, so I'm going to say top seven, but no, not top five. All right, next two questions are going to make some people sad out there who drafted these two guys, but I have to ask these questions at this point. Question number six for yes or no's. Let me take a deep breath before I do it. Johnny Taylor is not a top ten start this week in fantasy at running back position. Yes or no's? He knows. Yes, he is not. You double negative me, but he is not a top ten running back wow. until he proves this to us. Again, now we have Sam Ellinger there. They're going to stack the line. They're going to make him throw the ball. The offensive line uh, is not what it was last year. Until Johnny Taylor shows me that he has some ability to score a touchdown or maybe even get a hundred yards, he is not a top ten. He is not a top fifteen possibly running back. Until we see otherwise, uh, I can't tell you how bad he's been. Well, I, I, I can tell you he's had one touchdown. It's, it's worth through seven weeks. Wow. I know he was injured. He's only got 386 yards. It's through seven weeks. And, uh, it's, what it, happened? What happened is a lot has happened. <laughs> the offensive line is not what it once was right. last year. Uh, Matty Ice was not the answer. And... Uh, uh, Taylor got nicked up, and he's not healthy. And you put it all together, and you do not have yourself a great fantasy running back. You have a, a pot of really bad gumbo with all that put together in uh, one here. Another one I don't want to ask, but I have to ask. Question number seven for yes or no's. Dalvin Cook is not a top ten start this week in fantasy football. Yes or no's? No's. He is a top ten, uh, ten pick, okay? Uh, I'm still still believing, okay? Ryan, just we Ryan. saw him rip off 50-yard touchdown uh, against, against who? Right, yeah, exactly. He Look, Dalvin Cook, he's at least getting the volume. He's got 94 rush attempts, okay? That is uh, top five in the NFL uh, currently, maybe top seven in the NFL. So the volume is there. He's got four touchdowns on the season. He's a top 10 running back still, okay? So you start him. You start him with confidence. Top 10, yes. So I forgot how you asked the question because you're confusing me with the negatives and the positives. Calvin Cook isn't a top 10 st start this week, yes or no? I still don't even know what right. to say. The answer is he is a top 10 running back. Okay, there it is. So it would be no's. No's. It would be no's, right. right there. Now I have to re-look at my stuff that I wrote down here. Just you're asking me questions in double negatives is very, very confusing. N never said I was good in grammar or English class. But you're good at math. I am good at math. That's about it. Uh, all right, this is question, now that we're doing numbers, question number eight here for yes or no's. And I was uh, not surprised to see this last week on Thursday Night Football, so we will see what happens here going forward. But after one week, DeAndre Hopkins is a top five wide receiver start for the rest of the season. Yes or no's? Knows, but he's darn close. Top five is aggressive, okay? okay. I'm because trying to be aggressive. I want yeah. you to be aggressive, but when you have players like Jamar Chase, Cooper Cup, Tyreek Hill, Justin Jefferson, you know, that's right there, the creme de la creme. Devontae Adams hasn't gotten there yet, but he's up there too. Oh, but, oh, baby, he is absolutely right there. Came out on fire. <laughs> like a microphone on fire. Right. Yes, he is uh, certainly going to be a top 10 uh, player, so... Yes. And bonus uh, through that also, if you had this week to start DeAndre Hopkins or Jalen Waddle, who do you start? DeAndre Hopkins. Okay, I just okay. want to make sure. Because Waddle was in a like, conversation for top 10, no. so now that, that Hopkins Look, probably moved him I out love Hopkins, okay? And with Hollywood Brown out, 
you saw the volume is there. There's a really good chance he's going to be top uh, top 10 moving forward. Top 5, though, is very aggressive. But he is good enough where he could get there. Potential's there. there. The, right, oh, right, yeah, right. no, no. The potential's there. The potential is there because uh, without the HGH, you know, he's a... He's a top, you know, he would have been around 20th overall player maybe going into the fantasy draft, maybe even top 15. Uh, but, yeah, no, he's right with, you know, look, I just like Diggs, Hill, Jamar Chase, and Cooper Cup, and Justin right. Jefferson. That's my top five. Right. All right, I'm not going to bounce off of those top five players, and I'm very happy to say that Tyreek Hill threw all those injuries to the quarterbacks, and he's still that guy, how good he is. I, just, I have DeAndre right after. All right, this is an interesting one that I was looking at because I was trying to read some of the experts uh, this week and what they thought about this wide receiver from New Orleans. Um, yes or no's, Chris Olave has become a top 10 to 12 wide receiver now in fantasy football. Yes or no's? No's. No's. Top 20? Absolutely. Okay. Chris Olave is, uh, yeah, he's going to be one of the top offensive rookie players uh, of the year so far. Uh, 32 receptions. 495 yards and two touchdowns. He's averaging about 14 to 15 fantasy points per uh, week. That does not make him a top 10 play, but it certainly makes him a top 20 play. A ton of upside there. Uh, look, the wide receivers always got to depend on their quarterback. I'm still not sold on Dalton, okay? Dalton was named the starter this week. Winston is still put on the bench. From, from a fantasy perspective, I prefer Winston sure. as the quarterback. But as the offensive coordinator or coach is there, I understand why you can't put a guy who just throws the ball to the other team quite a bit. That being said, I do believe the Red Rocket did throw two pick sixes in a row. Last he week. did, right. Two consecutive passes, right? Yes, that's correct. Um, look, yeah. Uh, Olave, love him. I love his outlook for his uh, career. Uh, not a top 10 wide receiver yet. All right, well, that's it for the fantasy football question part of yes or no. Some of my favorite parts of doing yes or no's each year is this week where I get to quiz the no's on this last question here about Halloween candy. That's right. I happen to be an expert when it comes to Halloween candy, and uh, normally my answers are 100% correct. As a matter of fact, they are 100% correct. So we will ask no's these two questions in one. First, your top five best Halloween candies, the top five best Halloween candies out there, and the top five worst Halloween candies out there. Where do you want to start? You want to start with worst or you want to start with best? I want to start with the best. Okay. Worst is more fun. Right, right. So your top five Halloween candies, uh, you can go five to one, one to five, wherever you want to go. I will let you know after you name the five uh, how you did on the uh, the real list, which is in front of me. I'd like to I'd like to count backwards, okay? okay. I think it's, it adds more drama to Love the it. bit here. At number five, yeah, I mean, whether it's the left side or the right side, I'm going with the Twix. Absolute delicious uh, candy. Uh, gets me every time. You get that little uh, caramel to start with with the chocolate, and you crunch down into that cookie. Pretty, pretty epic. I know you're not going to be a fan of this one, but there is absolutely nothing more refreshing to me than a York peppermint patty. Wow. Absolutely top-level uh, candy, refreshing and delicious. Uh Number three. This is where we're getting down to the nitty-gritty. I'm going with Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. Every time I see a Reese's Peanut Butter Cup, I am just a happy, happy soldier. <laughs> uh, number two. It's rare to see them. I know this is not a popular candy, but I still love the Butterfinger. Okay? Wow. Okay. I am right. a huge fan of the Butterfinger, and it just seems like everybody 
goes to Costco and gets the same mix of the, the, you know, the Snickers bar with the M&Ms, with the Skittles. And those don't excite me so much. But uh, the number one, I'm going with a rare one. Uh, it combines my combines my favorite two things in the world, and I haven't I didn't get it last year. Like I couldn't. I have an 11 year old and a five year old, and you I should be getting. And I put those I put those girls to work, right? And every time I come back, and there's buckets of candy. The number one candy, a specialty candy, the peanut butter Snickers edition, number one candy of all time. Snickers would be my number one, and I didn't want to duplicate Snickers because it could have been easily number two. Snickers is the best candy, but when you put a thin layer of peanut butter in there, it goes nuclear epic amazing, and I did not get one last year. I only got one the year before, and this is what I look forward to. Do I, on Monday night, come home and analyze all this candy, and do I get one of those? I'll report back next week. All right, that's good uh, enough for me. So let's go over this before we get to worst part. Let me give you the grades on this one. You you did get two out of five, correct? I'm shocked. Uh, Twix uh, is a is a top five candy in here. I have it at three. You had it at five, um, and I put the little caveat next to it. If the Twix does come, and this is a rarity, you see this because normally a peanut butter Twix. There's peanut butter Twixes out there also. It's a rare. Don't you say that to me. Right. There's a rare peanut butter Twix that you will not get all the way. If you get that, that's fine. Regular Twix will count, and, and that's why I gave it to you on here. But there are peanut butter Twixes It wasn't discontinued like 20 years ago, the peanut butter Twix? It's possible that they are very rare and you don't find them. Maybe they're even old when you get them in a bag <laughs> at this point. Okay. Uh, Reese's Peanut Butter Cup, I don't. I mean, it's number one on the list. You had them at three, but it is number one on the list. Thank God. Right. And, me, and I, I would have left right. the studio. Okay. Okay. But, right. Butterfinger didn't make top five because of Reese's Peanut Butter Cups and because of the peanut butter Twix, if possible. It didn't make it there. Uh, peanut butter Snickers, to me, now that you brought that up, is intriguing did not make the list of, of top five at this creative. point. And I, I almost disqualified you right away uh, for York Peppermint Patty. You are not 70 years old. You should not be eating York Peppermint Patty no, That's this Junior point. Mints or for the 70-year-olds. York is an amazing candy. It's right. got a bite. It's got a nice chocolate, right. a little dark chocolate, and this refreshing feeling. And you are saying? If you are in the 55 and over community, you should be eating York <laughs> Peppermint Patties at this point. And if anyone over is listening to us right now, 55 and over, I'm not ripping you. I'm just saying that should be your candy of choice at that point. The fact it made noses top five. Honestly, I almost ran out of the room at that point. Um, the fact you don't have any kind of fruit candy on your on your top five, it's just absolutely ridiculous. Uh, number five on my list would be any kind of the nerds candies and the gummy nerds now that are out. Those are 100% on the top five Acceptable. list. Acceptable. The gummy, right. the, the, gummy nerds are very, very good. The ropes or the actual just gummy nerds now at this time are good. Number four would be Starburst, but Starburst all pink. I don't need the other colors. I need the, the number one color strawberry. That's it. You want to hear what I do? I eat everything but the strawberry. Okay, that's initially why you failed this test uh, to start off with. I, I love told- every Starbucks <laughs> besides the strawberry. Right. Number okay. three on my list, I told you, was Twix. Peanut butter if possible, but regular Twix would work at that point. Number two, I can't believe you don't have it on there, Kit Kats. It's easy enough that a Kit Kat would be in there, and it's probably the first choice that a lot of people have when they go into a bag of candy. They pull out the Kit Kat. And obviously, number one, Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. It's not even close to number two. This would be like in a fantasy football draft if you knew Johnny Taylor was one and the next person available would be Hubba Bubba Chubba Hubbard at that point. You know that what number one is, and you know that after that it's just you know two through five or whatever the case is. You got two right. But you almost got disqualified for York Peppermint Patties at that point. Like I said, you are not 70 years old. Okay, top five worst Halloween candies. 
Uh, there are five in my list and two honorable mentions, just in case you mention them in there also. But I'm going to let you go. Top five worst Halloween candies you can get out of your kid's bag at this point. Because if you are of age like us in our 40s or older than that and you are trick-or-treating... Something is wrong with you. So go with your top five worst Halloween candies. I feel like we're going to click on this one. I don't know why. It's possible. Number five, Smarties. Okay? If you give me some Smarties, all you're doing is giving me chalky sugar. Gross. And it's right. gross. Oh, wow. Agrees. No, you're, you've, you've already gotten one. I don't. Right. I'll give you the I answers after. I just go stop ahead. right now. Right. Number Number four. Look, I don't even know what they are, but they're like called elephant ears or something like that. Like peanut, like, like you know, some peanut elephant ear. Circus peanuts. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I needed your help. Circus peanuts. I seen them in there. They're gross. They're gross. Yeah, you they're throw gross. those things out. You throw them out immediately. Girlfriend in high school, by the way, loved them. She loved them and it made me sick. It made me sick. Dumped her. Go ahead. Keep going. You should have. <laughs> Jeez. Man, you're a tough guy. Listen, man. it is what it is here. No cookies on the list. Go ahead. Okay. I'm, I'm number three, the Laffy Taffies. Okay, look, they're they're crushing my stomach and they're and they're crushing my soul. You know, sometimes going down, it's decent, but then you get that like stomachy. I've eaten too much sugar. Something's not right in that stomach situation. That's Laffy Taffy. I could completely do without those. Uh, number two, don't give my kid those lifesaver gummies, like the those gross looking like. In a one packet, like chuckle gummy. Right, right. You, know, you know, I'm talking about a, a, a sugar gummy again. That is just that is not a sour patch kid. We have to make that be very clear. Correct. Sour patch kids. Good call d- there. Delicious. Yeah. Like the the, the lifesaver gummy that just tastes like uh, you know medicine is number two. Now we're going to the worst all time candy. That's it. Yet. Halloween candy. This is the easiest one. If this is not your number one, then you're the joke. Candy corn number one. The grossest oh. single handle. The My gro- wife loves them. Something's gonna, wrong with them. I'm going to talk to Ashley. Yeah, something's I, wrong I, with Ashley. Yeah, no, she's got some issues. I know. I, I mean, know. It, it says a lot about somebody if they go ahead Correct. and like candy corn. I got a problem with that person. Yeah. yeah. It's like somebody who's drafting. <laughs> I can't come up with it. It's, but <laughs> it's like somebody who's drafting like a retired player. Like right. my brother always drafts Isaac Bruce at the end of the year. Why and, not? And, like yeah. if he's not even on the list, he like puts him through. Like he writes the guy's name down. You're, you're, it's the Isaac Bruce in the 2022 version. If you ever put a candy corn in your mouth. All right. Let me give you the right answers here. We have the top five worst Halloween candies and two on the honorable mention. The honorable mention one is. If you do go and bring your kid to someone's house and they give you those little packets of raisins, run from that house. Run from that house. That's my house. That's Ronnie right. Gilding. Run. For, I know that. That's why I brought that up. Run from that house. Almond Joy also makes the uh, honorable mention. Nobody likes Almond Joys. Besides the nose. Nobody likes Almond Joys. If you like Almond Joy, you're doing it because there's no other candy around and you want a little bit of chocolate. Refreshing, delicious no. coconut. There's nothing good about Almond Joys whatsoever. Number five on the top five uh, worst candies to give out or have on Halloween. Good and plenty. Nobody likes good and plenty. Agreed. Nobody likes good and plenty. Awful. It's just in that packet. It's the first. It's probably the last one. Licorice given out that one pa- too. The black licorice good and plenty. Make me throw up. Finally, you're making a right. comeback here. Number four, Tootsie Rolls. Nobody likes Tootsie Rolls. You know what? It's like fake chocolate. I'm not really sure what it is. I'm okay with this because mm. when you, when something you crunch into your mouth and it literally doesn't give that bite, it's nothing. It, it, it's like it's hard, right? Okay. No, it takes and then a it while. Gets chewy and you don't know what you're eating and right. acceptable. You had this at number five. I have it at number three. Smarties. 
Nobody likes Smarties either. Nobody likes a little circle full of sugar that has like very little taste to it that you're not even sure if you're supposed to bite it or you're supposed to you know let it like soak in your tongue. You have no idea what to do with it there. It's gross. Uh, this is where we had our little bit of a dispute. I had number two candy corn. Candy corn is number two on my list. I'm- Right. The anticipation of number one, uh, uh, no worries. You already named what, what number one. No way. Yeah, Circus Peanuts oh! is number one on the list. Oh! It is the single worst candy. Candy corn and, and Circus Peanuts really are 1A and 1B and not 1 and 2. They are the two worst candies you could possibly get. If you look in your kid's bag of candy on Monday night and you see Circus Peanuts or candy corn, you ask them specifically what house was that and you go back and return them. Well, I have uh, instructions to my kids and they're like good goody goods, but one's a little bit of a devil and she'll do it. The other one won't, but Cindy will. I want them to take the candy corn and then I want to throw it into their home. Yeah. Don't throw it in their face because that's, no. you know, but I want to throw it into their home and I right. want their dogs to eat that. Right. And, and see it's how gross. and see and see they put watch the dogs not eat that candy because it's so gross. Okay, <laughs> I want the dogs to it's walk gross. away from candy. That's how gross it is. Yeah. So okay, we we're, we're Laffy Taffy was a good one that you had on there. I yeah. did, I'm glad that the you banana had that on flavored there. Laffy Taffy. It, it, it's right. good for a second, and then they go, things go south very fast. Right, and then the lifesaver gummy part, like that kind of stuff. No you one get you know you get like those little yeah. packages and like good. it's like the cheapies. It's like the people who go to the dollar store and right. Like, look, I get it, but don't do that. Right. So that's it. So that is a t- our top five best Halloween candies and top five worst Halloween candies uh, that you could do on um, on Halloween here. And outside of the York Peppermint Patty that he had in his top five, he did not do that bad in the nose here on this list. All right, we went really long in that first segment here. We'll take a break here at Zach and the Nose Fantasy Football Show, brought to you by Tropical Chevrolet. We love to have fun here on Halloween week, getting ready for it with the candy stuff. If you've been listening to us two years, you knew that was coming up here in the show. Let's take a break. We're back right after this. Welcome back to the Tropical Chevrolet Fantasy Football Show with Zach in the Nose on AM560 and FM96.5 HD2, The Joe, WQAM. All right, we're going to wrap things up here in the extended version of Zach in the Nose Fantasy Football Show brought to you by Tropical Chevrolet. We have a couple of our normal segment stuff we need to get to here, which is the sniff test, the tight end pick of the week, and the nose pick of the week. Nose, you did it. You got through almost three hours of a radio show. Are you excited about yourself tonight? Excited about myself. No, I'm never excited about myself. Okay, that, that was a good enough answer for me. That was actually the right answer. I'm excited for you, though. No, I'd never be excited for me. because Listen, I don't, to, don't you know. be the backup guy. You know what? Right, right. You don't, don't do that. I, I won't do that. Speaking of backup guys and non-backup guys, it's time for the sniff test here. We'll find out exactly who knows likes and does not like going into week eight. Is it eight? It's still eight, right? I, I keep saying week nine. It is week eight, right? It's week eight. Okay, going into week eight of the fantasy football season. So let's start it off. The sniff test, he's going to give you quarterbacks, running backs, and wide receivers. He does or does not like. We're going to start with the does that pass the sniff test here. Let's start with that quarterback position. Nose, give me a couple quarterbacks that pass the sniff test. All right. I believe in Derek Carr. We we, we had mentioned before that it's just a party party game, the Vegas. Right, at, right. At we didn't even get into it. I love it. I, I believe that Derek Carr is going to come out on top of this one. I think they are better than their record already suggests, and I'm a believer in De- Devontae Adams still being phenomenal. So the 2-4 and four Raiders, I predict, are going to have a great game at New Orleans and win the game, and Derek Carr is going to have a fantasy-relevant one. So, if again, he's one of those players that uh, a lot, do I start him or I do, I, do I not in a one-quarterback league? Uh, I'm recommending you start him unless you have one of those top-flight players. All right, this one's going to be a little unpopular. Uh-oh. But- we're gonna make we, we have to be a little unpopular. 
Mac Jones, who who basically was benched last week. Zappy, Zappy, Frank Sorry. Frank Zappa. Right, right. That's so, a good one. I like that. Yeah. You haven't heard that one yet? No, I haven't. I just made no. it up. That was good. So Frank Zappa now was not good enough for Coach Bill Belichick. Uh, so he felt he had to put back Mac Jones. So the question is, what kind of uh, fortitude, if you would, does Mac Jones have? And I'm betting on it. I'm betting that he has a 300 yard game and two touchdowns. That's a massive game for him. I think Jacoby Myers is going to have a good game. Uh, so Mac Jones is a player in a two-quarterback league as your second quarterback or in a DFS play. I do believe he's going to absolutely have a much better performance. They're going to beat the Jets. That's a bold play in New York. Right. Bill Belichick, again, very similar to Tom Brady. I never count out. And I think he... Uh, Use Jedi mind tricks on this one to perfection, where Mac Jones is now thinking, I got to fight for my life. Right. And I think he's good enough to actually step up and have a really big game. And then, last but not least, Kirk Cousins. Mm. Yeah, at Arizona. It's been a while since we heard Justin Jefferson having that monster, monster game. Right. That's happening this week. Just letting you know. I like so, that. In a stack, in a DFS league, I actually like Kirk Cousins and Justin Jefferson a lot. Uh, so, Kirk Cousins. At Arizona, rounds out my quarterbacks. All right, I like that there. Derek Carr, Mac Jones, Kirk Cousins, quarterbacks that pass the sniff test. Let's get to that running back position. Give me a couple that you love this week that pass the sniff test. All right, he's been hurt. He was a top 15 pick, maybe top 12. DeAndre Swift, if he is starting, you are starting him against the Finns. I know that's obvious, uh, but not to some because Jamal Williams is actually one of the best if not best backup. It's got to be, right? right. And so uh, do I think that DeAndre Swift will get hit the full load if he starts? I do, believe it or not. So if you're asking the question if you start Swift or not, the answer is yes. There's nobody at this point that I would tell you. Uh, you can't give me a scenario where you have running backs that I'm going to say, you know what, you can't fit him in your lineup. Get him in your lineup, okay? Miles Sanders versus the Steelers. And we all may have forgotten, but the Eagles are like 6-0, and and that offense is really good. Really and good. And Miles Sanders has separated himself past Kenneth Gainwell and past Boston Scott. He is the RB1 there. If you took him late and it was like one of those gross picks, like, oh, I'm taking Miles Sanders, Ugh! and everyone's sort of at the drafts like, ugh. No, you won that one, okay? Never question yourself, or at least just get lucky and like you did and, and get Miles Sanders in your lineup. He's really good. And then I'm only throwing this guy in there because Zach, I think this is the last week that I could throw him on the like, you know, on the pass the sniff test. All right. Kenneth Walker Ooh. is that good. Right. I like that. He's one of those players. That, Kenny and, Walker. Kenny stuff. Walker. Right. Dude, also Sky Walker. Mornings here on uh, on uh, 102.7, right? Yeah. The well, beach. Guy actually won a slam dunk contest for the Knicks. Right. Sky okay. Walker. And then right. his son. Now plays for Seattle. I am making that up. Okay, I know, I like okay. It. That sounds great. <laughs> I know it does. Right. So Skywalker's son, Skywalker Jr., is so good. He's one of those players that if you have a keeper league, okay, I know a lot of you guys do, and you have him, your eyes should be wide open right now, and you should be very receptive to the idea that you have yourself a really great player. People are comparing him to the likes of like a possible next LT. Wow. So I'm trying to get you excited about going ahead, starting him, and watching him play in a game at home at 425 against the Giants. It's going to be a you know it's going to be the last week where I could put him on it's this list because he's going to be so obvious. Right, right. Uh, Kenny Walker, Skywalker, Miles Sanders, DeAndre Swift, three running backs that pass the sniff test. Let's move on to that wide receiver position. Give me a couple wide receivers you love. This 
this week that passed the sniff test. That would be Scary Terry at the Colts, okay? Scary Terry at the Colts is now, all of a sudden, with the change of the guard there, he is a player that I would say uh, absolutely get him in your lineup because, like a smart quarterback, they're going to throw the best wide receiver by far on the field the ball quite often. Next, Devontae Smith versus the Steelers. Mm. I love Devontae Smith. And I love this offense. And so, yeah, there's going to be games where A.J. Brown is the it player. Right. But if you have Devontae Smith, you got to start him. Okay, that's what he's earned that right. So you get him in against the Steelers. And last but not least, we mentioned him a few times, Chris Olave versus the Raiders. I don't care if it's the Dalton. I don't care if it's Winston. Olave's, as we mentioned, a top 15, 20 wide receiver and needs to be respected and started each week. Yeah, I do like Chris Olave in that position as well. So Chris Olave, Devontae Smith, and our boy Scary Terry, wide receivers, that passed the sniff test in week eight of the NFL season. If we have players that pass, what's the matter? No, not, keep it going, I, I feel baby. like you're throwing something at me. Right? You can throw anything you want at me during the show. Be a radio pro. You, right. Just keep I'm, going. I'm trying my best here. Uh, it's week eight, uh, and we got to get to the p- players that fail the sniff test as well. If he's got a whole bunch of players that pass, we got to have a couple players that fail. And we're sorry if we throw your name out there, but that's just what it is here. So let's start with that quarterback position. Give me a couple quarterbacks you don't like this week that fail the sniff test. Man, Russell Wilson in London is is a is a fail. Now I understand we mentioned him earlier. If you have to start him because your only other rostered quarterback is you know a Marcus Mariota or a Sam Ellinger, then you are forced to start him because you picked him as your starter. That being said, I'd like to see him have a, a good game before we're starting him. So if you have other options and you could tweet at me at Spencer Nose N O S E because I got a big nose. Uh, yeah, then we'll we'll discuss your options. Uh, that being said. If you can bench Russell Wilson, I would recommend doing so. Uh, Jimmy G at the Rams. Yeah, that's Aaron Donald. Yeah, that's Jalen Ramsey. Yeah, Jimmy G is going to throw uh, run that ball a lot with Christian McCaffrey, and I don't expect him to have any more than two to, uh, 200 yards and one touchdown. I, I'm calling that his ceiling. Mm. And then we discussed it. Oh, Aaron Rodgers at the sad, Bills. Right. Dude, that Bills stadium, Sunday Night Football, it's going to be a rocket. Yes, it okay. is. I don't, Bill's mafia. I, I want right. nothing to do with Aaron Rodgers on Sunday night. Yeah, And he throws the ball good in cold weather, too, but this is going to be a different situation uh, for him there. Russell Wilson, Jimmy G, Aaron Rodgers, quarterbacks that fail the sniff test. All right, let's get to that running back position. Uh, give me a couple running backs this week, knows that you don't like, that fail the sniff test. <laughs> so David Montgomery is uh, you know, a volume type of running back. Right. But all of a sudden, we have ourselves a split situation. Cleo Herbert is the real deal. So, uh, David Montgomery, if you have a team that maybe is on top of the standings and you have the depth, if you could keep him on your bench this week, I recommend it at the Cowboys. Really good defense overall. Uh, look, we discussed it earlier. You're not starting any Falcons running backs. That that's what it, we we sometimes we go with team concepts here, and my team concept is we are not starting Algiers. We're mm-hmm. not starting Huntley. We're not starting any of those guys. If you do, that means your fantasy team is probably not going to go very far or make it to the playoffs as a generality. And then last but not least, uh, Mark Ingram uh, for the Saints is technically a player that uh, with Alvin Kamara, you know, the bottom line is 
Mark Ingram has been in some starting lineups, and your prayer is you get yourself that uh, red zone touchdown. But with Taysom Hill now running the ball, uh, with Alvin Kamara obviously still there, right now any other running back like a Mark Ingram doesn't need to be rostered. So keep him off of your team. All right, David Montgomery, Mark Ingram, and the entire Falcons' backfield and running backs that fail the sniff test. Let's get to that wide receiver position. Give me a couple wide receivers this week that fail the sniff test. We mentioned him earlier. Brandon Ayuk. He fails because of the inconsistency. You know, you start him, and he gets you two catches for 20 yards. You, You know, yeah, there's the possibility he gets that screen pass and he goes. But now with the addition of Christian McCaffrey and with Debo Samuel and with Kittle there, he's become, you know, basically the fourth option on that offense. And I hate inconsistency and I despise the two for 20 game. That's where um, I'm a little scared for that. Right. Uh, In terms of the next wide receiver, I'm giving you a package of uh, wide receivers of Romeo Dobbs and Christian Watson, if he is even playing. But the Green Bay rookie wide receivers are not getting the job done. And the only, again, wide receiver you would start on that team at this point, in my opinion, is Alan Lazard. And last but not least, a player that maybe you have not heard of, but he had a really uh, good week two weeks ago and he faded last week, but is in a lot of starting lineups right now, Alex Pierce, the uh, wide receiver for the Colts. Okay, so with Michael Pittman getting double teamed, Pierce looked pretty good when they lost and they were down, and so Matty Ice was throwing the ball like crazy because they had to catch up. So he had a few good games. He got picked up, and he's in starting lineups. No, not this week. We are not having him in that. Absolutely. Uh, Sam Ellinger needs to prove himself quite a bit before we're starting Alex Pierce. The only wide receiver we are starting there that we're nervous about, even though he's a stud, is Michael Pittman Jr. Right. All right, Brandon Ayuk, Alex Pierce, and the Green Bay rookies. None of the wide receivers you want to start this week uh, for the sniff test. They all fail the sniff test. Let's get right into it. The tight end pick of the week. Uh, I know we're short on time here. We got the Miami Heat game coming up right after us tonight. Give me the tight end pick of the week. Wake up really early, have a coffee on Sunday morning, and watch number 17. Evan Ingram, tight end for the Jacksonville Jaguars, making the prediction a few times on the show, will score a touchdown in London, loves to be abroad. I heard that from Evan Ingram's agent, really enjoys uh, England and the you know the pastures over there. A little fish so, and chips, yeah, right. Fish and chips, right. ba- bangers and mash. That's it. Get them in the lineup. Uh, I see that you have a DFS pick of the week. Give a little bonus for me? I do. Wow. It is. It's the DFS pick. He's super cheap. Braxton Berrios, my man, your guy, That's right. the Miami Hurricane, is going to have himself a touchdown this week based on his price and based on the value I believe he's going to have with Elijah Moore out. Great little DFS play. We're going to review that next week, and you're going to say, wow, hopefully he knows maybe a little bit of money. All right, now it's time for the nose pick of the week for week eight of the NFL season. Nosey, hit us. This is it, baby. I'm going all in. This is when the tides turn. Ezekiel Elliott. Strained MCL likely out, which means the rise, the rise of Tony Pollard has begun. The nose pick of the week is predicting a monster game out of him. 150 total yards and not one, but give me two touchdowns and a top three fantasy running back in week eight. Tony Pollard, the fantasy nose of the week. All right, that'll do it for us. Zach of the Nose Extended Edition is done. Week 8 of the NFL season. We will talk to you again next week for the Nose for Garcia and myself. We thank you always for listening. Good luck in fantasy this week, unless you're playing me. Speak to you next week, fellas and ladies.
Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.